Simpletons to M-Class Podcast. Those are two C's. It's alliterative. I'm a smart man when I make these things up. I don't know if you Cadets, know that about me. commanders, captains, citizens? That starts with a C, but it's an S sound. Kittizens? Kittizens. That's citizens of Claws, too. Kittizens. Citizens of, uh, uh, what's the cats in Star Trek? What's Cadian? Fucking Cadi- Cadians. Yeah. What is their planet called? It's Cadia. a great intro. Um, <laughs> it's called Cadia. Uh, this is a podcast that spe- uh, specifically exists to piss you off. We are here to nitpick a thing you like, make you mad, and when you email in to us, we don't read it. And I'm your host, Jeff. Is that what we do now? Did we change the format? <laughs> it sounds good to me. I'm Josh. It's pretty much been the format the whole time. It's just that we didn't say it out loud. But now, uh, yeah, now we're being real. It's real time. <laughs> so let's talk about pretend Star Trek stuff. It matters. If uh, you haven't listened to the podcast before, uh, every two weeks we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media, pick it apart, decide if we're going to cheer or jeer it, (laughs) and uh, we'd have a really great time, and you as a listener have a really great time, too. Hell yeah, I'm drinking ginger ale, sorry. (laughs) I'm a a professional. Consummate professional. Um, (laughs) I'm going to sip my sody pops. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about the Enterprise Season 4, uh, Episode 7, The Forge. Yeah, this is a two-parter. Did we know that? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I watched the second part anyway, and I've seen it a hundred times. Yeah, I so. didn't watch the second part because I, I knew that you were going to. And if we yeah, had both just... watched it, we were just going to talk about it the whole time. Yeah, well, I'll just... that's smart, actually. <laughs> You're pretty smart. Uh, the gist of this episode is that Earth's embassy on Vulcan is exploderated with a bomb. A bomb. Uh, Archer and T'Pol go to an area on Vulcan called the Forge, where Surak did his pilgrimage to learn about uh, not being an asshole. Apparently, this is like a Death Valley of Vulcan, where lightning happens in the sand. And there's giant tigers named Salots running around. Which Vulcans keep as pets. Yeah, you can get one in the game. I have one. It's cute. I like how um, they make no attempt scientifically to explain the lightning storm in the desert. Like, they could have. It's not I guess too happens. different. It's not too different from stuff on Earth. But they were just like, ah, it's lightning. And it yeah, shoots through it, right? caves and hits you. It has, there's metal. I don't know, copper. Fuck it. I guess that's part of like, because... They're copper-based blood, right? There's lots of copper on that planet. Yeah. Sure. The blood of Vulcans runs through that planet. It's all green and coppery. From all the nukes. <laughs> Jesus, we'll get, get into that. Get to see a nuke? Yeah, we get to see some cool shit. This uh, episode is part of the sports collection as <laughs> gifted to us by uh, Jack Carpenter. I forgot and that this was I'm, sh- <laughs> I'm sure you at home listening are like, what the fuck? What does this have to do with sports? Well, you may have missed it, but they do play basketball for about six seconds in this episode. So. I like that like basketball still around. It makes sense, right? Like... Human beings are always probably going to be throwing balls in the hoops. Why would basketball go away, right? Basketball is one of the more simple sports we have. It's it's so simple, but, like, I mean, obviously, like, NBA basketball is, like, really complicated, but, like, uh, just not a, in just principle. Just having a fun pickup game is super easy, right? Yeah. In principle, basketball is fucking simple as shit. Also, you only need half a court, and that's not that much area you only need to one play hoop. basketball. Goes back to when we were throwing heads into things, baskets and shit. <laughs> Excuse me? 
yeah. Like uh, that Mayan game. They played that kick ahead through the hoop game. Oh, yeah. And it became it basketball. Like s- soccer, basketball. <laughs> There's a theory about how, like, uh, human beings learning how to throw was, like, our ultimate, like, how we started to evolve, like, into who we are now. But yeah, it's like, I want to kill someone over there. Yeah. and But, like, how, like, a lot of us together, we could fight off, like, lions and shit. Because, like, yeah. we could all throw rocks at a lion, and the lion's going to be like, what the fuck? But, like, one guy throwing a rock at a lion, I ain't going to do shit. No. It's, and, like... We had spears like pretty early, like pointy stick, right? That's not too difficult yeah. to come and up with. Like, chimps have that now. Yeah, they got the they got spears now. Did I tell you about this? I saw it on TV actually. The thing <laughs> they have spears now. They're in the Stone Age, which is yeah. pretty sweet. Which is pretty. It is pretty fucking sweet, really. We're gonna Makes fuck sense, that up right? though. Like as soon as oh. like humans sense that they're getting a little too close to moving out of the Stone Age, we're gonna fuck yeah. that all up. Well, we did it with the Neanderthals, right? Yeah. Like, we Hopefully like, we don't fuck them out of existence. I'm not down for that. I'm not down yeah. for fucking chimps, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. <laughs> I, I don't think we should do that. I'm glad we're on the same page for this. I don't, I don't know why you needed to, like, like wonder about that, but... <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page. Um, <laughs> the, uh... So there's basketball in this episode. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's why like, it's in the sports collection. I had to have, we had to have something from Enterprise in this shit. Fuck you. Well, they were playing in like a cargo bay, and on this ship, like this ship's tiny, right? So yeah. like, it's like a tiny cargo bay too. Like it's not even like nearly enough size to play basketball in. I really love that Doctor Flox is just like perfect at it because that's how they show that they're ready to fuck on their planet. He's like Steph Curry, dude. He's he <laughs> doesn't even like move. He just throws the ball, Kobe. He just does the the ball the math in his head and he gets it in. Fuck. It's Why not sweet. me? You're human. Humans <laughs> are dumb. It's true. Basketball is my sport. If I had if I had to play any sport at any time and not just sit on my ass all day, I would choose basketball. Basketball. You know why you like it? Because you're tall. Yeah. I was Pretty short. Much. Not well. Not tall. I was normal size. <laughs> well, Josh, basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down the court. Gonna go eat some turkey at my grandma's. <laughs> Going to the hat store, gonna pick myself a hat. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> 80s rap. <laughs> Just talking about whatever we're doing that day. Just fucking Just going to wholesome stores. as shit. Talking about going to your friend's house and having chicken, and it's not as good as your house. I mean, it makes sense because, like, when a rap song back then came out, it was like 14 minutes long. You gotta it's fill true. that shit up. You gotta talk about something, right? Yeah. It's like the beginning part of every other podcast where they're like, what did you do this week? We have to fill time. Nobody cares what I did this week. (laughs) Nobody gives a shit. I had some uh, sodi pop. (laughs) (laughs) You guys want to talk about my sodi pop? I've been craving, like, Chinese food lately. Oh, damn. Like now hard. I'm craving Chinese food hard. There, there's shrimp. There's those shrimp dumplings that are across the street from me. Holy fuck, they're good. Send me. I don't know. I don't know mail. what they do to them. They're my favorite. Yeah. Uh, speaking of people who are waiting for us to review our Star Trek wine, it comes tomorrow, so we can't do it this time. We'll have to do it next. Yeah, time. it'll it'll be like later in your time. It's only been like a week in our time, but or two yeah. weeks, I guess. 
Um, maybe Rich Masters will have to sit there and listen to us while we talk about slurping wine. wine. <laughs> I'm curious. I'm still curious how what we're gonna get. Like how they're gonna do this. Yeah, I'm very curious. Maybe I should have seen on the like uh, tracking information if it had weight. And oh, I it could should reverse have weight. engineer that shit. Yeah, see, like what we're getting. I'm I'm optimistic. I think they might go give us some some good shit, dude. I'm wanting like giant. I want full bottles. I know it's not gonna happen, but I want <laughs> no, I do too. And I want like bottles. like I want that Picard like wooden ass oh like case that comes in. That Fuck amazing. that shit. Rules. <laughs> the Chateau Damn. Picard. Which one should we each like pick one? Give our uh, honest review. I give my yeah. dishonest review. It's good already. It's great. <laughs> no, it, it's gonna be good. I mean, it's Star Trek wine. Like, how how is it not gonna be good? There is no weight on this tracking information. Also, I drink like box wine, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's better than box wine. It's gonna box be our stamp of approval. They could put that on the bottles. Man, nothing like a good old box wine. You get fucking tore up. <laughs> get your juice box on. <laughs> get that like. Fucking uh, Steve Brule, like, red around your mouth. <laughs> it's swine time. All right, so the beginning of this episode, that may have sounded like there was an edit there, but there wasn't. I just realized how that weird that must have sounded. No, it's perfect. I love it. <laughs> um, So the teaser is that there's a mysterious Vulcan going through a cave. Uh, it yeah. tells us that it's a planet Vulcan 18 years ago. Sure. I, I forget. I watched this a while back. Um, I watched it today, but... I watched it before I took a nap, so it's all lost to me. Got fogged up in there, yeah. All that all that memory is lost to me. I've already been the captain on a ship in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, there, um, he's, like, in, like, a cave, and it just, like, looks like a, uh, like a pyramids or something, yeah. right? and he finds a plastic prop, and he picks it up with his bare fucking hand so i guess yeah. like we're already supposed to know that this is not an archaeologist because what the fuck that's not how you do it what do well, you do there's like one of them and he's got like a cloak on or something i think Wear right a, put a glove on or something he's got the little brush the little archaeology brush i don't this has nothing to do with the episode what happens in this part this uh, is literally nothing to do with the episode it comes up very like at the very tail end of the episode not really though because they're not looking for his remains you know what i mean they're not it's his cotres in it his it's his little cotre shell thing they talk about that's, it in the next episode i oh okay so i i thought that the cotre was just like Hanging round, <laughs> just chilling. He's not a ghost y- yet. That does happen, but he's not a ghost yet. So does the Katra come from the thingy that they find in the second episode? Um, that comes from that like pyramid thing they find. It's like a little. It's in like a, in the second episode at the be- at tail end of the first one and at the end of the second one. Uh, Surak's Katra is in Archer. Yes. It was in, in the, the guy who was in the cave at the beginning here, and he touched Archer's face. Spoiler for yeah. the very episode you're listening to. But my question this. is, is he getting the Katra from the fucking urn? Yeah. It was the... They talk about That's, this in... Um, shit. In some supplementary thing I read. I think it was a fucking book I read. I've read a couple Star Trek books now. Uh-huh. But... Uh, Katra can be stored in a person, but can also be stored inside of this matrix that's inside that they keep inside of these ancient urns. So it's like 
Jedi like kyber crystals, like kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah. It's it's like something about what the urn is made out of. It's like coated right. on the inside, and it so keeps it's the kotra inside. Gotcha, holocrons. <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, it keeps your kotra inside in a convenient jug that you can just drink the kotra whenever you want, like chocolate milk, like Nestle Quick, <laughs> Nestle Kotra. Mm. <laughs> uh, 17 years later <laughs> Fast forward Fast forward through a lot A lot happens, but who cares 17 years later It's Vulcan, what really does happen, not much <laughs> Desert shit Yeah. Um, Admiral Forrest Who we've uh, met Before several times in Enterprise He's Archer's bestest friend forever Yeah, he's like uh, his name's Vaughn Armstrong. He's been in every. He's been in everything, like every Star oh, yeah. Trek. He's he's got that type of face where he can play like a hard ass, but he can also yeah. have like the the sensitivity. He has a cop face. He's got a cop face. Well, now I want to punch him. That's not the same. <laughs> he looks like a cop to me. I mean, I don't know. Um, <laughs> he he's going to Vulcan because the Vulcan High Command is finally issuing a decision. About whether they're gonna do joint missions with Starfleet, like we're yeah. are they gonna partner up or not? And uh, Forrest, Admiral Forrest, is like super psyched about this, right? And uh, yeah, he's giddy as a cop girl, school <laughs> cop girl. Uh, Ambassador Saval, who I really like, I've always really liked him. Yeah, he gets kind of like he's kind of like not a good guy in this series, but like he's also not a bad guy. No, he's he. Is the most changed Vulcan besides Tall? Yes. Really, he starts out as almost kind of like a bad guy. Like he's got right. scruples in a way that the other High Council Vulcans don't. Yeah, like the High but Command this is Vulcans he... are all like pieces of shit, and he's well, like you a find good out. guy, but he still you believes find out in... why. You find out why. Yes, um, which is awesome, and I wish there was more of the show because this is why the show would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, like Enterprise did something that like you can't do for a Star Trek series where like it took too long to get good to yeah, get genuinely good. They should have season two ramped it up, started going this direction. Um, I think I, uh, somebody it may have been Brandon Braga when he was taking a break from being a sex pervert for five minutes said that. <laughs> They were sort of resting on their laurels at this point because, like, Star yeah. Trek was such a huge phenomenon when they launched Enterprise. Right, that... Yeah, but it was on... It. This show was made during a really bad period of time for television. Like, uh, it's after 9-11, so nobody really wants to be having fun. No, <laughs> uh, it's, it's the era of, like, 24. Like, yeah, everything is gritty and dark, and there's torture, yeah. and we don't know if we're okay with torture or not on TV, even it's though we war. should know that already. It's, yeah, it's the Iraq War. It's there was the writers' strike was happening at during this time in Hollywood. Like that's when Lost, like the first two seasons of Lost, are great, and then. I, I think I don't even need to finish that. <laughs> well, the writer's strike fucked over a lot of different... Yeah, I'm not shows. blaming the writer's strike on, on solely on Lost. I, I think the writers of Lost have a lot to do with that, but, like... Yeah, yeah what was their plan, right? Like, you could go back and... Like, I've not their, watched a lot of Lost, but I, I yeah. know it. I know it because... Their plan was people right? saw through it. They saw through what it was, and then they lied and said, no, that wasn't it. And then they were like, shit. Let's drag this out for six seasons. I believe they call Hope that. They forget. I believe they call that into darkness syndrome. 
Yes. Where people shit. figure out your shit and you just lie to them. Weirdly enough, made by the same people. Super strange, weird. Strange how that works out. Um, <laughs> but uh, Ambassador Saval is like, uh, well, I'd love to tell you whether we're going to do joint operations or not, but they haven't told me yet. Which this is, is like this not great. No, this is when things like start to smell fishy. Even Ambassador yeah. For- Admiral Forrest, who's like an admiral, so he's an idiot, is like, what? <laughs> Say what? I'm an admiral. I'm a dummy. <laughs> um, this is where we have like one of my favorite bits about in yes. all of Enterprise, where yes. Saval explains why they're so um, reticent on giving, like, working with humans and allowing them the same technologies. Right. And it's entirely because Vulcans remember only one species in the universe that are like humans, and it's war Vulcans. Yeah, Vulcans before the the Great Awakening. Who just obliterated their planet twice. Yeah. So, so, Rom- so Romulans. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Romulans. And... Yeah. Uh, at this point, I think Vulcans have forgotten what Romulans are, or they don't know what Romulans are. They're like those who marched below the raptor's wings and then just right. fucked off. We don't know where they went. We don't know if they even. Still I exist. guess. I, I guess they assume again. This is very like Star Warsy, right? It's like the Sith, like, well, the Jedi that would become the Sith. Like they just sort of are like they're gone. Like who knows? Like they're they're gone. They're place. probably dead. Yeah, like, they're probably fucking dead, right? Like, who cares? Because, I mean, this was, like, thousands of years ago at this point. Like, we haven't it's, seen these yeah. fuckers in a thousand years. Who knows? 1,800 years, right? That's, I think, how long it was, and they say it. They'd be, like, Neanderthals coming back at some point. Where the fuck have you been? Yeah, it's sort of like if, like, like ancient Greeks, like, went into space and came back, and we're like, we're like, you know, what? You know, it's a little <laughs> bit more like ancient Romans went into space. That would make more sense. But like, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's exactly right. like that, actually. Yeah. Um, Rom, Rom, Romansless. Romulus. Romulus, Remulus. But like, there's this great moment where. Uh, Admiral Force is like, wait, are Vulcans afraid of humans? And so Vol yeah. doesn't answer. He just kind of like looks away. <laughs> yeah, he's like, maybe. Of course. Maybe I'm not telling you, maybe. Humans <laughs> have to be super confusing, right? Because, I mean, like, for every alien species, not just Vulcans, because all the alien species are like two-dimensional TV aliens. Like, they have the right. one personality traits. <laughs> right. And like, all the nobulins are, are flocks, like... Yeah, like, humans are all different, and they're all, like, different aliens at different times. Yeah, they kind of they kind of talk about, he's like, you know, one minute you're as emotional as Klingons, and then the next minute you shock us by embracing logic, and it, it's true, like, we're fucking weirdos. Yeah, it's like, from a human point of view, it's like, well, the Vulcans are just fucking assholes. They, right. they don't want to give us their technology because they're dickheads. They're narcs, man. From the Vulcan point of view, it's like everything you were ever afraid of has shown up at your door, and it's like, hey, how about that world-destroying technology you got? Let's be friends, or not, or yes, or maybe. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. like Vulcans yeah. can't lie, and right. except like when they're being two-faced, they can do that, but they can't like straight well, up. Well, yeah. Lie. So it's also like, you find out a lot about the Vulcans in this series. A lot of it's false yes which is awesome this is is like the first step towards understanding that this episode yeah and um 
but like humans come out of nowhere and we're just we're like everything they were ever afraid of and we're mm-hmm. here and they don't know what to do about it like because we're not exactly like them we're, we're a lot more logical than they were back then we can be right right we're better we're we're better off in a lot of ways but also that if we just decided to we could just be like well we're going back to start raping and pillaging again you know and and so i guess like from like the vulcans like elvishly wisdom point of view they're like well let's try to like guide them but it's it's very much like let's figure out what the fuck they're trying to do before we actually help them right which is understandable, but again, like they go about it in a real dicky way. <laughs> well, they're slow as fuck. Like that, like compared to human beings, like Vulcans are. Like they, they say it. They're like it took us fifteen hundred years to get our shit together and come out in this, into the stars, right? Like yeah, and, and like you guys did it in like ninety years. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like they're developing so fast, and all we can think about when we look at them is, man, we nuked our planet twice when we were like them. Yeah, but humans only come off that way on the surface. Like, we're not at, like, TNG level of evolved humanity at this point, but we're, like, right. heading towards it on a bullet train. Yeah, you see, like, and which is one of the reasons I also love Enterprise, is you see, like, the beginnings of, like, people really changing. Like, and you see that through mostly Archer, and from the Vulcan per- perspective uh, to Paul, right? Those, those, those are, like, the two main point of views in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like Archer gets like a lot of shit and he looks real rad in this episode being a dad in Oakley's <laughs> in his baseball cap with his fucking baseball hat that says like NASA on it or whatever. He was like, look, I love baseball caps and I'm going to wear them regardless of whether they fit into the show or not. <laughs> it's, it's still at a point when you could get away with a baseball cap, I guess. Yeah, could you imagine Captain Kirk just rocking a fucking dad hat on an away mission? <laughs> Or Captain Picard and it's like a way mission jacket and like a trucker hat. That'd be great, yeah. wouldn't it? Just a trucker hat that said Starfleet on it. It says Big Dog and has the Big Dog on it. He's wearing a Big Johnson shirt. You can't see it, but it's there. He's it's under his uniform. That's a, Archer would wear a Big Johnson shirt. I could. That's see what that. I mean. He gets he gets like a lot of like this guy's a cowboy and he's like a you know he doesn't give a shit. He definitely he, grows a ton. Like yeah. We jump around in Enterprise a lot, and I've not watched every episode of Enterprise. So there's this jarring thing when we go from one collection to another, and it's like early Enterprise to later right. Enterprise. Right. And he's like a huge prick in early Enterprise. Oh, he's a baby. He's a fucking whiny baby. And then in later Enterprise, he's a Starfleet captain. And I'm like, is this the same yeah. guy? Yeah, there's a really great episode uh, after they come back from, I think it's the beginning of season four, they come back from uh, the Delphic Expanse, and he's, like, having a nervous breakdown, because he's like, this shit is crazy out there. Like He's like, this shit's fucking madness out there, and he's like, we need fucking photon torpedoes, we need goddamn army men on the ship, he's like, I need all this shit, because it's bananas out there, and this other captain is like, yeah, you sound like a crazy person, my dude. <laughs> Maybe you should go out there then. And then they fuck and he gets better because fucking fixes everything. Yeah. That's the, the real lesson of Enterprise. Except in that one episode with the three genders, that's not the answer in that episode. No, that one's, yeah. People They're keep slaves. bringing that up like uh, 
because people are watching through Enterprise to like get ahead of us, right? Because we keep spoiling right. shit. Yeah, sure. Well, sorry, smart. everybody. Good job. Um, <laughs> no, you're doing it right. It's all planned for me to get you to watch the show. So, so they're all getting that episode, and then like they, it's been long enough since someone else freaked out about it that they're like, uh-huh. "What the fuck is this episode? What is the moral?" Yeah. Because, again, what is the moral of that episode? I guess I we'll think, never know. <laughs> I think it's because they can't prime. There's no prime directive yet, right? So yeah. I think it's to set up, like, I maybe I'm giving the show more ammunition than it deserves. But I think it's to set up, that, like, we can't fuck with these people yet. Like, we, we're not allowed to do that. Yeah, like, there is always that, like, maybe we're forcing our own morality. Yeah. And, uh, I feel like what would have worked better, since we're fucking not even talking about this episode, I'll, I'll go ahead and say, I feel like would've, what would have worked a million times better is if um, partway through the episode, our understanding of how their society works is mm-hmm. proven to be super limited. Like, we don't right. really understand them. Yeah, it would be cool if, like you said, aliens are two-dimensional-ish in, the, in these shows. Maybe, like... We yeah, there's like a moment when we real like they realize like well we have no idea what it's like. Oh yeah, that would be a you great know? like Star Trek moment as well. Where like yeah. which would make you think about all the other like maybe we're looking at all of these alien species two dimensionally right. and we don't right. really understand them. It would be a cool moment in Star Trek just for like a show pur- purposes, but also for like a, kind of a wink and a nod. Like look, like. The aliens in this series are actually really complicated, right? Yeah, like, we just don't know how to write that. <laughs> we don't have time. Well, also, like a lot of times, there's no time. It's true. I mean, you I could mean, spend like, a, you could write an entire entire series about each one of the species in this fucking universe, right? They, it's so complicated. They have. There are a yeah. billion books out there on every right. alien species. The Tellerite Chronicles. God, I wish I'd fucking read that in an instant. <laughs> it probably exists. I have to look that up. Um, it probably does. Rich is writing it right now. God, I hope so. Wouldn't that be great if his next season was the Tellerite Chronicles? <laughs> Only I would love that. Everybody you else would, would love the like, shit out of it. Everybody else would be like, "What the fuck, Rich? What yeah, does this have to guys, do with anything?" These guys are assholes. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> They're assholes on purpose for fun. I it's get like it. A game. Cool. <laughs> and uh, then they play basketball. I think this is a good time to take a break, right? <laughs> yeah. We'll get back into it. Um, we're going to take a break for uh, however long we feel like, but for you guys, it'll be just for like a quick minute. And uh, we'll be right back to talk more about this great episode of Enterprise after these messages. After the Power Wheels Raider, Power Wheels High Rider, Power Wheels Classic Convertible, each sold separately, all battery powered with real motors. And it's open power motor, makes it go, go, go! Power, power, power wheels, power, power wheels, power wheels, power makes it go! Your parents assemble them easily, then off you go, over the hills, around the trees. Power, power, power wheels, power, power, power wheels, power wheels, power makes it go! Power Wheels Classic Convertible, Raider, and High Rider, all run on batteries, each sold separately. And we're back from that commercial break. Hopefully, you'll purchase that good and or service. I mean, I put a lot of, like, 80s commercials in, so some of them I guess you could still buy, but, like... You better get that Care Bear collection, is all I'm saying. (laughs) I don't know if I put a Care Bear one in yet. (laughs) I used to like the Care Bears when I was a kid, until some other boy found out I liked them, and I... 
I was like, oh, I can't like him now. What will he think of I like of Rainbow me? Bright a lot. Did you? That's cool. Yeah. Was Rainbow... No, Strawberry Shortcake was the one that smelled. I always that thought was that the was the one awesome. all the toys smelled. Yeah, they smelled like strawberries. And plastic. I was like, fuck yeah, plastic strawberries? 80s plastic cancer smell. <laughs> you for sure... If you sniffed a, a strawberry shortcake as a kid, you got yeah. some form of cancer. Oh, no, I'm like, I'm positive that that's a thing. Uh, so <laughs> our heroes are valiantly playing basketball. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Archer, like, is not doing the best, even though he's the captain. So what the fuck is up with that, right? That's how you get to get be a captain. You gotta be good at hoops. <laughs> You gotta dunk on every admiral, and then they'll let you be the captain. Yeah, all right, you're a captain. <laughs> Here's your fourth pip. Uh, it's why Riker never made it to captain for so yeah, long. Yeah, he couldn't dunk, which is weird because he's like eight foot tall. He he could dunk, but like he didn't have that speed because he had to put his leg up every five seconds, so he couldn't get that speed going. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Paul shows up and she's like, oh, something's happened, Archer. And yeah, come out here and talk to me. I'm very emotional because of the space heroin. Then, <laughs> um, uh, Administrator Veloz, who is the head of the Vulcan High Command, shows up. That's red flag number two, if you're following along. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm here, and I'm a dickwad. Yeah, I'm a huge fucking asshole. Yeah, and Ambassador Saval is with me, and Stell, Chief Investigator of the Security Directorate, who is a super asshole. Yeah, this guy's real name is Lark Spies. That is a fucking made-up name. Yeah, that's I not a real name. What the fuck? It is an in- unbelievably fake-ass name. That dude's real name is Steve Smith. There's <laughs> no doubt in my mind. <laughs> he was in Tony Hawk Underground 2 as male player voice one. Oh, I used that voice. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Um, I used to play the fuck out of Tony Hawk's Underground, though. Like, yeah. shit, I love that game. All Tony Hawk games got played the fuck out of. Oh, yeah. I think Tony Hawk's Underground is the one that had that bus driver uh, track on it, Imaginary Places. I fucking love mm-hmm. that track. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, the Andorians did this. Yeah, and uh, and Archer's like, yeah, I don't think so, because, like, we're cool with those dudes, and, like, we're neutral as fuck, so why would they blow up an Earth embassy? Yeah, Andorians are my fucking road dogs, and they would <laughs> never turn traitor against me. Me and Shran go riding at night on our bikes, and it's cool as fuck, and he would never, ever say anything bad about my parents. Shran was at my quinceanera, he would never turn against me. <laughs> and uh, they, they're they very, like, reluctant to tell him, but he, they kind of drag yeah. it out that the Cyrenites are under suspicion. Right. And they're Vulcans who follow a corrupted form of Sirach's teaching, which, of course, is the actual Sirach's teachings that we know from right. the rest of Star Trek. So, speaking of ancient Rome, <laughs> right? Yes. Like, this is very similar to... Uh, Christ. This is very Christ like. Oh yeah. It's there's there's a huge like they straight up just make like the connection where like Yeah, later, yeah. When they're talking about Surak. Surak is Vulcan Jesus. He's Vulcan Jesus and Vulcan Buddha apparently, right? Yeah. Cuz he's also very like meditative and shit. He's and he's Vulcan yeah. Boozes. Boozes. Yeah. And uh like if Jesus were like not the shitty uh 
mascot that the Christians wave around now? <laughs> like, if Jesus was, like, a cool dude like he was supposed to be, right? The Jesus from the actual book, who's, yeah. like, a real good, cool dude, who's like, ah, yeah. oh, the... The poor, the best, and the yeah, you're not judging people, not not judging people, hanging out with hookers, yeah, that guy, yeah. Um, so the Syrianites are like logical and peaceful, so they couldn't have done it right. But then, like Archer asks if there's any evidence or anything, and they're like, oh well, you know, recently the Syrianites have been doing crimes and being <laughs> violent. Conveniently, yeah. yeah. It's, if Doing I was Archer, crime. I'd be like, "Hold up, one tick. You just yeah. said they didn't two seconds ago." Yeah. So, like in true Vulcan like fashion, they like fuck it up for themselves because they're being they're playing this like too heavy handed, right? Like, like Archer's like, "There's some shit going on." Yeah. The <laughs> fact that the head of the fucking count high command shows up. Is yeah. already like I said, a huge red flag. Something is up here. Right, it's intimidating, right? It's like an intimidating thing. Like this guy's gonna show up and be like, "Don't worry about it." Like, uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like the United Earth Embassy is obliterated, and what thirty thirty seven, thirty one humans, and I think thirteen Vulcans died or something like that. Like a lot of people are are dead as fuck, right? Yeah. And, um... I mean, it's a big explosion. It should have been more than that, honestly. I guess it was mostly empty? Well, no, people were there for the the meeting, so, I don't know. Television, yeah. right? It can't be, yeah. like, a thousand people died. It would have been, yeah, it would, like, I, how many, I don't know, how many people died in, like, Oklahoma City? Like, 200? Like, 500? I don't know. Uh, 46. Not 43. 43, yeah. <laughs> or whatever um, it is. <laughs> So they're like, there's also like another red flag here that like, I don't know, like I, I read a lot of mystery novels and shit, so I can like, fig- I like instantly pick up on when people are bullshitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where they're like, oh, well, we left the embassy like completely alone so you guys can go in and investigate. And it's like, yeah, 13 of your people died and you didn't investigate? Yeah, like nobody's like checking this shit. Like nobody's investigating. Like that's crazy. Nobody, nobody just doesn't do that, right? Like from from my like fucking mystery adult brain. Like I would have been real careful looking through that uh, yeah. blast site, which as it turns out they should have been. <laughs> right. Reed and Mary and Mayweather, everybody's two favorite characters. We get a nice Reed Mayweather scene. <laughs> the Mister and. Also, Mr. Personality. Go down Mr. to the planet uh, surface. Lieutenant Reed, who is uh, apparently just a bomb guy on the yeah, show. Yeah, he knows bombs. Dude <laughs> this knows dude's bombs. Like, bomb expert. All right, cool. Although he, he's yet to disable any, so yeah, maybe he's, not. He's over to. <laughs> he, like, he thinks he's bomb guy, but he's not. We could have got a better bomb guy, I think. But uh, Mayweather just, like, he finds an energy signature and just starts, like, pulling rubble away from it. Yeah, which is smart. Yeah, let's not investigate it or anything. Let's just look at it with our eyeballs. I guess it's good that he didn't scan it, because that would have been... It's true. That is true. Um, He's holding, like, a big piece of rubble up. Because he's a big, strong man, right? Yeah, why not? And uh, there's a bomb underneath it that's, like, a Digipet from Digimon with, like, (laughs) little pieces of see-through plastic attached to the sides yeah, of it. Yeah, it looks like a bomb with, like, those glow sticks that you get at, like, 4th of July. Yeah, it's, like, 
It's 100% like a, a digital pet. It's like a Tamagotchi that has yeah. shit attached to it. That's what they use to make it. Right. It's like the uh, lady's razor in Star Wars Episode One. <laughs> it's just a razor. Look, our our fans aren't going to know what a lady's razor looks like. Go back to the... Ni- go look up 90s lady's razor and you'll see what I'm talking about. I made uh, one. I bought one of those and I made one of those. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I have one. I'll show it to you sometime. That's awesome. <laughs> um, Include a bunch of buttons and shit on it. But, like, uh, Mayweather can't put down the stuff he's holding because it's going to detonate the bomb. So Reed calls for a beam out, but then scans the bomb, which he says five seconds ago is going to trigger it. Yeah, he's like, if I would have made this, I'd have made it go off. <laughs> it's like, but it's good that he does. Because he finds the DNA on yeah, it, right? Everything is like this episode is fairly tight, honestly. Like yeah, it's, it's a really well good mystery. Everything yeah. works together. None right. of this stuff is. Uh, I'm not nitpicking for like nitpicking's sake. I'm right. I'm doing it for comedy's sake. Hopefully, no, I I know some of this is funny. But because you do Reed find is... it funny, <laughs> go to Patreon.com/slash/mclasspodcast and for as little as a dollar, here we go. You have just as much horse shit. <laughs> you can get more this of this show. shit. <laughs> um, anyway, they get transported out like a second before the bomb explodes and destroys any evidence that was there, but they do find DNA on yeah. the device, Vulcan DNA, which completely rules out the Andorians at this point. Right. And it's... Uh, they they find out that it's a woman named Tapal, which you know Tapal. Yeah, Tapal, who appears in... Um, TOS in the episode yes. uh, Muck Time. Yeah, and she's in the movies too when they go to Mount Salea. Yeah, she is a uh, like a Vulcan spiritual leader and a yes. diplomat later. Yes. Now she's just like a super big spiritual leader. Yeah. And she's um, young as shit. But, but they say Archer's like so she must have been arrested before because you have her DNA and this is very important for later. These are more of your mystery brain. Oh right? hell yeah. And uh, T'Pol says, no, we are all, as infants, our DNA is taken at birth. It's which, like uh, a birth registry of DNA, which is a little weird. A little fashy. Ooh, a little fashy, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, again, you'll find out why. Yeah, Vulcans <laughs> have gone through a little period here where they've yeah. lost sight of what they w- yeah. were supposed to be doing. Kind of, kind of on purpose. Kind of, kind of very reminiscent of America. <laughs> They may have lost their way in a very similar manner as America. Yeah, a very, very <laughs> similar way. Yeah. Um, the like they find that DNA of Tapau and um, Archer is like trying to. He's like assigning people things to do, uh-huh. and uh, Stell, who the security chief. Yeah, of the Vulcan High Command is like, oh, you can't investigate this any longer. It's a Vulcan it's a, matter. Yeah. It's our job now. Get get out of here. And it's yeah. like, what? It's, it's very much like follow our breadcrumb trail until the logical point where you're yes. no longer allowed to follow it. Yeah, it's very Vulcan. It's very. It's. I mean, it's like heavy handed as shit, right? Because like, if if there was a Vulcan who was doing this investigating, right? Um, I mean, most Vulcans. Like, if you're a Vulcan who is completely uh, like you're attached to the high command and you have that sort of high command brain going yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, there's no way you would pursue this any further. The high command said, I can't. 
Right. So from his point of view, from High Command's point of view, like they they did this perfectly. There's no way right. that Archer is airtight. Crew, yeah. But humans don't think like that because no. we're like, "Fuck you, man!" They like don't. I'm not doing that. <laughs> You're crazy. There are, there are a few Vulcans who are waking up from yeah. the high command brain as well, who aren't thinking like that either. Yeah, even uh, Saval, who like shot like when I first watched through the series, and like I think the next the next scene or whatever yeah. is when. Well, there's a couple things that happen, but when he says like, "Do what you need to do," I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like this guy is not like this, right? He's he's like he's truly honorable in a way that the high yeah. command is not. And he well, he wants spent the time truth. with humans. So he spent time with Andorians, right? And it's it's this is why I love this show because it's Star Trek, man. Like it's the Itic. It's, it's like yeah, it is one hundred percent the Itic. Like you Vulcans don't become corrupted from being around humans right. too long. They become enlightened. They become more of themselves and and better. Like just like in America, like we all make each other fucking better. Absolutely. Like I want Chinese food. You know, like I want to eat that culture's food because I love it. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you to every Chinese immigrant that ever came to this country for bringing your delicious food here. Yeah, and also also other things. Amazing (laughs) culture and your helping hand that's made America as great as it is. That goes to every immigrant person ever and that's right. that's the itic that's like why i love vulcans so much you yeah. don't you're not lessened for taking on the like uh features of other cultures you're heightened you're great yeah yeah they make it like their own thing right like they're not becoming more emotional like Vulcans are still pretty fucking emotionless, you know what I mean? Like they're becoming more understanding. They're learning yes. more and growing yes. as people. And that's a beautiful like that's the overall message of the entire Vulcan storyline of Enterprise. And that's yeah. why like people point out like if I talk about like how I don't like how Vulcans are treated in DS9, they're like, "Well, you don't complain about Enterprise." Because there's a resolution to yeah, it. Yeah, there's a resolution. Yeah. Like, the characters aren't just being played as, like, emotionless assholes for, like, a joke. Yeah. There's a real storyline where they grow and change. I think if you had to look at Enterprise, like, with, um, like, the positives of the show ending, uh, there aren't really many, but, like, no. one of them is that the Vulcan storyline gets wrapped up. Like, I am thankful for that, because, man, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how much I would enjoy Enterprise as a whole if they were just, like, yeah, they were just angry assholes. Yeah, the they're time. just dicks. But, like, the way they do it is, like, perfect. Like, it makes sense. You could see where they're going with it, obviously, like, that the Romulans are, like, they got their fingers in these different areas, and they're fucking with everybody, right? And it's like, it's like it doesn't make the Vulcans seem stupid for being misled because like we were talking right. about earlier, they didn't even know these people existed anymore. Right. It's like, very dark, like super secret, like dark government shit. Because the Vulcans are like secret as fuck. It's like the but, the Romulans. I guess we're just fucking spoiling everything. They're just trying to gain Vulcan back. They want Vulcan to go back to the way it was, so that they can have their empire there. Yeah. Also, they're worried about humans, and they're worried about the alliance. Like they get real freaked oh, yeah. out they by the alliance. They one hundred percent do not want a federation of planets to ever exist. I don't even think they realize that that's what's going to happen. Honestly, I think that they're just like. Well, these guys are friends. Like, we don't want them to be allies. But instead, yeah. it completely fucking backfires on them. They create a common enemy, 
the which create, is the thing yeah. that really brings different peoples together. Yeah. Which is a sad yeah. state of affairs when you look at humanity, that the only way for us to really come together is to have a common enemy. Like but, Watchmen, right? Yeah, well, like, I guess the movie gets that, too. But I've talked about how the movie kind of, like, twists that a little bit. No, the movie's dumb. They blame it on Dr. Manhattan. That's fucking yeah, stupid. who's an American? Like, yeah, it's fucking dumb as shit. Like, how would the other countries be like, yeah, Dr. Manhattan went rogue. We believe that. It's like they, they were like, it's too <laughs> unbelievable about the the fake aliens. And it's like, there's a guy who has his dick out the whole time fucking teleporting. The fucking thing is unbelievable. He's changing the matter of existence yeah. to his whim, right? He's He won Vietnam. That's unbelievable, right? Like, they use his, like, his transformation and the energy he creates and everything in order to make the alien, the fake alien. Right, right. But uh, that would be too unbelievable. So that everybody just s- blames an American and some don't step blame America. Far. Yeah. Now the movie's dumb. In the show, they—they, they, I mean, the books. Incri- I love that book. It's incredible. I do too. Uh, yeah, the show gets it right. They fix it a little bit, which you is know, me saying the Damon Lindelof thing got something oh, right. Wow. So that's oh, wow. amazing, right? Hey, did you know that the the comic? Like, I only learned this like four or five years ago, and I've read it like a dozen times. The comic, uh, the panels are mirrored from the center out. Like, the first yeah. page and the last page have the I same read that. panel layout. I had read that. I, know, I, I have it, but I haven't gone and looked at it. fucking amazing. Like, Dave Gibbons is yeah. such an amazing artist, but I won't gush anymore about that. Um, <laughs> That's our next podcast. Watchman Class M Show. <laughs> Watchman Watchers? Mmm, Watchersman? <laughs> I'm sure Watchman Watchers already exists. Yeah. It's too close. Yeah. Who Watches the Watchman? Who Watches the Watchman is pretty fun. That would be great for um, like a, a watching the show at podcast. That's a good one. That is a good one. I don't, uh, I haven't watched the show though. <laughs> it's pretty good. I, I like it. Uh, so the the scene in the cargo bay is, is particularly strong in this episode like all of the coffins of the human beings who died in the bombing are in the cargo bay to be taken back yeah, to Earth. so they've been do- in this show they really do this a bunch because of 911 because like this is after 911 this is a couple it's like three years but like they're they're really into that imagery in this show of like dead people because that's what well, was on our mind, right? Yeah, like, it's it's like evocative of something we just went just through. Just like, yeah. That's like the, the perfect way to emotionally connect with your audience. There's right. no way to get around that if you lived through it, you know? Yeah, and the war was like ramping up. I think it was already going on at this point. Yeah, so. it was already going on at this point. Um, But like all the coffins are set out and uh, Admiral Forrest's coffin is there as well. So Archer's like standing over it. And Saval comes in, and Archer's, like, having none of it. He's like, yeah. if you're lost, I can help you find your shuttle. Right. Because he's, he's like fucking pissed. tired of Vulcans at this point. Yeah. And Saval says that the Admiral died saving his life. Yeah, I think he calls him, like, his friend at one point, too. They're definitely friends. There's no way around that. Which is, like, crazy, right? Like, for this point in time... like. Humans and Vulcans are not friends. Like they're not. No, that's like to Paul is friends with Archer, and that's probably about it. Yeah, and that's like a huge deal. Like they yes. don't like that. They're like, this is a problem. Again, like later you, you find out why. Like normal Vulcans would be like, whatever, who cares, right? But like, there's a there's a policy at play here, and the policy is keep these species at arm's length, dominate them, 
be better, like have more technology than them. You know, it's, it's like very this, dark. It's very post nine eleven America. Like yes. we have to keep everyone at arm's length, and we have to be stronger than them. We have to, to keep win. them from harming us again. Right. We have to be better so we can control them, which is America since World War Two. Honestly, pretty much. Yeah, we need to have that military superiority. Yeah. Um, but like. Archer's kind of taken aback by Saval talking about Admiral Forrest, and mm-hmm. he's also taken aback because Saval says that there's no evidence that the Cyrenites are responsible, and he doesn't even understand why they're being accused. Yeah. And Archer's like, well, what am I supposed to do about it? And he says, uh, don't leave the investigation to the Vulcans. The High Command can't be in charge of this. Question right. everything they ever say to you. Trust no one, Mulder. Exactly. Exactly. Yep, and he's like, whatever you, whatever ends you have to go to in order to solve this, you have my full support, <laughs> which is like insane. Like Archer yeah. probably shit his pants like, at that what point. The fuck? the fuck is going on here? Yeah, because <laughs> Saval I'm, is like, a, in the, from the first episode, like Archer is like, fuck you, dude, and Saval's like, you typical humans. You humans and your piece of shit, shitty emotions. Fuck yep. you. And we're not even going to let you take this Klingon back to his home world because you're too fucking stupid. <laughs> you probably just fly into a wormhole, idiot. Morons. You probably fly into a wormhole and end up in the Delta Quadrant, idiots. You probably fucking kill fucking James T. Kirk's dad and the whole universe will get <laughs> fucked up, idiots. <laughs> Uh, speaking of X-Files, I'm at the point in X-Files where they have to start explaining why they don't just fucking kill Mulder. <laughs> like, yes, they're coming like up season with all three, these, four. Like, yeah. yeah, they're coming up with all these like convoluted reasons why they're killing everyone around him but not him. Are you at the fun. point where like it's like his family's like involved? Yes. Okay, yeah, that's the beginning of that, right? Yeah, it gets yeah. like so crazy. Yeah, I think I'm gonna switch to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> May I interest you in Riverdale? It requires no thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like Mulder and Scully are both pissing me off at this point. Yeah. Like they're trading off episodes at this point where it's like uh, alien or supernatural episode. Mulder right. believes in it. Scully refuses, even though she's seen it a million times. Right. But and except then, if it's a Jesus episode, yeah, Jesus Scully episode, believes Scully yeah. believes that Mulder, Mulder doesn't, doesn't, even yeah. though early in the series he did believe it. <laughs> right. He was will- really open to it. Yeah. No, that's why I like the monster episodes better because they're just more fun. They're the standalone, easy, fun ones. Right. And the last episode I watched was a haunted tattoo. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Where <laughs> Scully just fucks a guy and gets a tattoo. Yeah, pretty sweet. You get it, girl. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. He was pretty handsome. He was like super setting off some red flags every time he was talking to her, but apparently she didn't care. Yeah, she's despo. <laughs> She's like, I gotta get something going that doesn't involve Mulder. I gotta get yeah. something going in my life. Spooky Mulder ain't cutting it. We're not. I don't think they're there yet, right? No, well, you never really know. Which is, which is a great like, will they? Won't they? Like cop out of all time, yeah, right? I don't think they ever answer that. They, they just always the are like, at, shit. yeah. Like at some point, yeah, they did, right? But you will never they know. Or won't they? Yeah. Anyway, we're doing a Star Trek podcast. Maybe I'm going to watch Buffy. I don't know. But anyway. Buffy? There's like 14 seasons of that, so. Yeah. I mean, it's got monsters in it. It's got <laughs> cool kicking ass after school action. Um, 
to Paul's husband shows up, which is yeah. a plot line I missed. <laughs> yeah, so part of the gig is uh, this dude's family has a lot of pull, and to Paul's mom gets fired from like her job as like a scientist or something. And because she's too Cyrenite, which you, they tie it together in this. Yeah, like, she turns out she is a Cyrenite. Yeah, she's Cyrenite. So they fire her, and like in order to like get her job back, to Paul marries this idiot. Um, Koss. Koss, yeah. Which is and not like, a very Vulcany name. No, no. He's kind of a dick, but like later he kind of isn't a dick. I, he, I don't know. It's he's like it's an arranged marriage, so she's like, I don't want to do that shit. It's yeah, stupid. it's an arranged marriage that he's really into, and she's well, really I mean, not. I mean, look at her. <laughs> like, like he's all yeah. about it, and she's like, Ugh. yeah. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get some human dick <laughs> from a yeah. complete fucking moron from a Florida man. <laughs> Jesus. Like, when you think about, like, the main characters of each Star Trek series, you got your Kirk, Spock, and your Bones, right? Yeah. Uh, who are the, who's the third main character in Enterprise? It's Is Trip. It Trip? Yeah, but he's just stupid Bones. He's so dumb. He's a southern man. Like, Bones is from Mississippi. He's from Florida, right? So it's like, he's a southern guy, but he's a dummy. But he's, like, kind of not a dummy, but he is, like, he's, like, a Scotty Bones combination, right? I don't, I don't care for a trip. I think I've gone on... No, he's not, he's not great. He's not the best like, part of the he show. He sucks. Like, he's so boring. He's more like a Voyager <laughs> character, if any. He's a little bit better than a Voyager character, but he's still not Everybody great. in Enterprise who isn't, like, a main character is a Voyager character. Yeah. There's some just, Hoshi moments, which are okay. Yeah, I like Hoshi. Like, I voted for her in that uh, hottie tournament a couple times. Yeah, Hoshi's, Hoshi's alright. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody else is sort of just like, whatever. Like, but it's, how, it's, how many the, seasons are there, and what is Mayweather's personality? He had personality in the first episode, and then he's just pilot man. He's just, like, good boy. He's just, like, Boy Scout boy. Good boy? Yeah, like, he's just like, I'm I'm just a normal good boy. I don't do anything wrong. Everybody at home, uh, take out your voting dials and vote on who's the better good boy, Mayweather or Kevin Cole? <laughs> I don't know. Who's the goodest boy? I've heard Kevin say fuck. <gasps> I've never Kevin heard says Mayweather. says a lot of dirty words. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> but uh, T'Pol's mother wants her to have an itic. And um, she claims that it was, like, passed along as a family heirloom. Mm -hmm. But um, apparently, like, Teles, who is T'Pol's mother, has been forced into hiding because she is a Cyrenite. She's she's missing, so they don't don't know where she is yet. She's a Cyrenite and she fucked off. Like, like every Cyrenite did, because they know what's happening. Some shit's going down, yeah. There's a purge. They're well aware they're being framed for this. There's uh, Order 66 going on. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, there's obviously, they're like an unwanted element in Vulcan society, right. and this is the plan to get rid of them. Which is also, the like, the with the mind-melding. Like, the mind-melding, in previous episodes, they talk about, it's like AIDS, it's like stigmatized, like AIDS was. Where, like, oh, well, they got AIDS, because probably they were... Doing dirty things, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, mind melds are seen as, like, unclean. It's a type of, like, intimacy that is below a Vulcan. Right. 
and it gives you a neurological disease, which T'Pol has because she. But you find out again later that she like it can be fixed because like. She just doesn't know how to mind meld right because nobody ever teaches them how to do it. No, they just do it like in hiding and secret. Yeah. It's like, um, what is the thing from uh, the Age of Resistance, the Dark Crystal, where they mind meld with each oh, other? Oh, they touch each other. Yeah. Um, what do they call it? Dream tripping, dream striding. Dream fast? Dream, uh. dream striding, dream hugging, dream. Fucking I dream don't walking, dream walk with me. What do they say? Fuck, I'll never remember now. Guy, it's like one of the one of those eight things we said. It's one of those. <laughs> Somebody at home is yelling it into their yeah, microphone, really mad, hoping probably. they can hear it. Um, but it's like it's stigmatized for a reason, right? Like if you can mind meld, you can know what that person knows, and you can know it's true. It's and true. If you're it's, running, yes. If you're running a disinformation campaign, right. the one thing that's scarier to you than anything is the sharing of true information. Right, you can see it, like like you said, like uh, in uh, Dark Crystal. It's that's a it's an easy no way to know. In China, yeah, for the yeah. most part, pretty much. Um. <laughs> anyway, um, T'Pol brings the Itic to Archer, and uh, it has a holographic map of Vulcan's Forge, which is an incredibly important, like, religious site in yeah. Vulcan history. Also, it's, it's where, a death desert. <laughs> oh, it's like a super death desert. It's meant to, like, fucking test you. Yeah. If you it's make it through it, then you're, like, religiously, spiritually clean. Yeah, the Forge. Forge my soul, my Katra. Getting fucking forged. All I can wonder is, like, I guess it's a desert, so they're probably just covered up with sand, but, like, how many dead Vulcan bodies are out there in that motherfucker? Like Terminator? Like in Terminator 1, where there's, like, (laughs) mountains of skulls and shit? Yeah. It's pretty much the Vulcan's forge. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, you know, Archer's like, well, how do we know that they're there? And uh, are you sure that she was giving you this for, like, a reason to show you something? And T'Pol brings up that, you know, it, she was told that it was a family heirloom, but she's never seen it before. It's right. just a message. Yeah, it has a fucking crystal in it that makes a map, which is like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what type of technology is that shit? We gotta go to there, because, like, why would my mom give me this? <laughs> mom sent me on an errand to the Vulcan's Forge to pick up milk. <laughs> she needed a pack of cigs. I had to go down to the Forge 11 and grab some. <laughs> Back when you could do that. Remember when you could just go buy cigarettes for people? Oh, no. I don't remember that at all. Like, you <laughs> could just like do a little, it. There was like a little um, grocery store in my town. Yeah. And kids went in there so often and said that their parents were, were sending them for cigarettes and then just went and smoked them. Yeah, they But they wouldn't them. do that anymore. Yeah, by the time we were like uh, growing up, like that was pretty much gone. But like in the 80s, like you could do that oh, shit. Oh, yeah. You could do that as much as you want. Because yeah. kids were like, why would I want to smoke this? Yeah. I can get candy cigs. Dude, with the ones with that were gum and you blow the smoke out. Oh my god, I never had that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, we still have them uh, in the candy store. Like the, the chalky kind, the, the ones yeah. that look like blunts. Yeah, pretty much. They're candy like, blunts. Uh, they're just called candy sticks now. Yeah, they're not cigarettes now. Which is fine, I don't give a fuck. But, they should um, just rebrand them candy fucking weed, dude. Candy doobs. Candy doobs. So, uh, Trip, who is just... Candy best. There it is. Oh my god, you made it. 
I thought we were just gonna dance around that forever, so nope. I moved along. Got it. <laughs> Last Candy second, bus. Candy Bus. That's ingenious. Thank you. Shared it. Um, shared it. It's back. I, I brought it back, baby. Shared it's back. Go we'll buy your shirted shirt. Oh wait, uh, it's coming back. Yes. I'm like Teespring makes like Teespring is great. The quality is better for shirts. Yeah. The there's seems to be less oversight for what you can put on shirts. Yeah. Which and is good. Uh, you don't make two dollars a shirt anymore. You yeah, make like nice. a, a real amount of money for your work. Pretty so. nice. I'm I'm making some shirts for M class to start selling sometime soon yes. too, including perhaps a shirt for our three Trek Kings heroes. Oh my <laughs> god! Uh, if you haven't, by the way, if you haven't listened to Trek Kings, the M class times Space Kings crossover episode, it mm-hmm. is on our regular SoundCloud and YouTube, and it is fucking amazing. During Pretend Friends, I thought I had an item that I had in Trek Kings, and I was like, <laughs> oh wait, that's the other game I played. I don't have that this time. Damn. I was, like, good thing one of a, I was like, good thing one of us has a surfboard that with rockets on it, and they're like, you have that? And I was like, no, I do not. <laughs> Tandar did. Yeah. <laughs> you should Kevin, if Kevin was a good DM, he would have had a Vortex open up and Tandar <laughs> come out and give you his rocket board. <laughs> Here, little bro. <laughs> Here you go, cat bro. Yeah. That would have been amazing. <laughs> anyway, uh, Trip, who is just the biggest killjoy, is like, you can't go down to that hellhole. Yeah, he's really just worried about his like ex-girlfriend getting murderized by some uh, sand lightning. <laughs> it's true. It's not an unfounded worry, as we find out. Apparently it's fucking horrible down there. That's like the they list off a bunch of stuff that happens. Like apparently, like just the ground will open up and swallow you in some places and shit. Yeah, Vulcan's pretty fucked up. Yeah, I wonder what calls that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the one where the uh, T'Pol talks about how her eyes are like fucking like lid? They're like double lidded. Yeah, she got cat's eyes. Like, yeah, all Vulcans. I mean, it makes sense. They live on a planet of sand. Yeah, you might as well. You need like extra protection and uh, yeah. And uh, Archer's like, oh, I just got these fucking Oakleys from a dude in an alley. They're 20 bucks. They're fucking totally real, though. Yeah, these are real Oakleys. These are See, real, look at the logo. Real $200 Oakleys. I got them for like 10 bucks. Yeah, check out this logo. And T'Pol's like, that says only. No, <laughs> and it says then, Oakley. And then they snap. <laughs> they snap it. <laughs> My buddy, when we went to Washington for National Honor Society, bought a pair of Oakleys like that. And he was like, man, these look like the real Oakleys. And I was like, those are ripoffs, man. And then on the way home, he snapped them in half. And I was like, told you. (laughs) He bit into them to see if they were real. (laughs) Like gold. (laughs) Yep. Real Oakley. Um, Archer and T'Pol beam down to a place called Gateway, which is the first steps that Sirach uh, took in his pilgrimage to find enlightenment. Yeah, his wandering meditation. We learn that the teachings of Surak are missing at this point, which is like a throwaway line, but it becomes very important as yeah. the show goes on. Yeah. Um, she says that like Surak's writings were lost, and like the teachings are sort of open to interpretation. And Archer kind of like laughs, mm-hmm. and she's like, "What do you find find this amusing?" And he's yeah. like, "No, I find it very familiar." And he yeah. looks right at the camera and says, "Because Jesus Christ." <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I like this. I actually think this is like yeah, how like you a, do it right in Star Trek, right? It's like, a common ground thing, yeah. right? It, your audience immediately understands what Surak's teachings right. mean to the Vulcans. Also, like, it's Star Trek. Obviously, this is like a show that like espouses logic and science and... But it does. It doesn't like for the for the flyover dummies. It doesn't piss them off, right? It doesn't. No, it, say, it doesn't shit on religious yeah, belief or anything. Yeah, even though I just good. did. <laughs> but fuck them. But I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, but like honestly, like it's cool that like they can reference it because I mean, obviously, I think I just think it's a cool line that like fits well. In a, in a normally otherwise it wouldn't fit well, you know? I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, it fits perfectly. Like, yeah. th- like I said, this episode's pretty tight. Yeah. There's really not too much of a problem with this yeah, episode. Yeah, this is, this is one of the better... Like, there, there's a pretty many good season four episodes, and this one's probably one of the better ones. Uh, this episode was written by... I completely skipped over it. Um, Judith and Garfield Reeves Stevens. I cannot believe Garfield wrote this. He was Garfield too, wrote it. He, it must not have been on Monday, because that guy hates those. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> They wrote season four for All the most it. part. Well, they did like, a great they, job. They wrote like half the episodes of season four together, and yeah. apparently they're just like a fucking powerhouse team. Um, I thought this episode was like really well directed. Yeah, like there's a lot of really great sweeping shots of the desert and mm-hmm. like the scenes that are in sort of like sets. Places yeah. that were like specifically made to look away aren't as jarring as they usually are. Yeah, not as Star Trekky, right? Where you're like, that doesn't look real. Um, it was directed <laughs> by Michael Grossman, who only directed three episodes of Enterprise, and then um, a couple episodes of Angel, Buffy, Gilmore Girls, and <laughs> one episode of Firefly. <laughs> and apparently, he never directed anything before or since. That's it. Well, this is a good episode, so. Yeah, he really he really knocked it out of the park on this one. Yeah, um, it's just I I really enjoy the visuals of Vulcan. I think it's like I knew you would like this I, when I was watching it. I was thinking about you, and I was like, yeah, Jeff's gonna like love this. I I, I don't know like I didn't know where you're at in the show or where you don't know. I didn't know. Yeah. So like, especially my, one of my favorite shots in Enterprise. Period is like the seventeen years ago Vulcan shot that has yeah. like the desert stretching out with the old ruined statues yeah, of yeah. Vulcans dotting it. Yeah, you don't get to see a lot of Vulcan anywhere really. Like you see a lot of it in um, Star Trek Four. Yeah, when they're on Mount Salaya and they're doing that shit. Yeah, Star Trek Three. Four. The end of three, beginning of four. The end yeah. of three, beginning of four, yeah. and it looks fucking amazing. Like the matte paintings are gorgeous. Oh, the matte. I love matte painting like shot. I, I love them. It's it's such an eighties like. It always just reminds me of the eighties. Like I'm but watching a works. fucking eighties movie. Yeah, it's, it's great. Like, yeah, it works so beautifully. You also see a little bit of Vulcan at the beginning of the motion picture. Yeah, which is where right. you see the Cyrenites for the first time. Yeah. Which is really cool because Spock is training under the Cyrenites uh, yeah. to achieve Colonar. And he fucks it up because he loves his boyfriend Kirk too much. He's got to go back to work. <laughs> Duty calls. Uh, sorry, guys. I can't achieve enlightenment right now. I got to go to work. Enlightenment can wait. V'ger is coming. <laughs> got to get into that V'ger orifice. <laughs> get up in that V'ger. <laughs> Rattle around up in that V'ger a bit. 
Okay, Brandon Braga, calm down. <laughs> like, go put your whole body up in there, you know what I mean? Like, shrink down to a size that you can just get up into a V'ger. This is a this podcast entirely brought to you by Brandon Braga. <laughs> thank you for uh, thank you for the money. Uh, no thank you to what you were forcing my friend to say to everyone <laughs> at gunpoint. Did you? <laughs> it's like advertisement break. Have you ever wanted to climb up inside a V'ger? Sure, we all we do. all do. <laughs> Uh, back on Enterprise. Well, first off, a Salat shows up and yeah. uh, scares the shit out of Archer. And we learned that T'Pol had one as a pet that was slightly smaller. Yeah, we got to see one during uh, the animated series. Yeah, it looked... It was like a Scooby-Doo character. It was like a Scooby-Doo <laughs> lion. Yeah. It went... <laughs> yeah, I like... I like uh, does, he, does he say, like... What do you do? Like, how do you like? What do you? Ha- what happens if you don't feed them or whatever? And then she's she, like, Vulcan children never yeah, forget or to late feed their to feed their salad. It's yeah. great. I believe it. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're like uh, jaguars, like but Pretty like much. more they're like mean. Saber two tigers. Yeah, they're cool looking. I like them. <laughs> they have like a extended muzzle that's like wolf like, but they're very yeah. much like saber tooth tigers. Yeah. I, would you um, rather have a targ or a salot? I'd rather have a salot. Because, I don't know, Targs aren't very cute. They're pig-like. I like pigs. Like, piggies are cute, but, like, yeah. a big, gross boar monster isn't cute. I don't know. If you if you had a Targ, though, you'd get so much cred with uh, Klingons. Oh, yeah. Fuck. If you were just a human with a Targ, yeah. they'd be like, holy shit, this dude's dope. This dude rules. He probably listens to, like, metal. It just reminds me of the episode with Riker when he's on board the Klingon ship. Oh, and yeah. They're like, oh, the the lady's interested in you. And he's, he's like, like which like, one? He's like, which, one, one or both? both. Yeah. And they're oh, all dude. like, Wah! Dude, great. Great fucking line. <laughs> when are we going to watch that one? Oh, man. I don't know. That's got to come up in a collection someday. What could that collection be? You could do the one uh, with him doing that. You could do the one where... Uh, Riker Fox collection? Is that the what we're going <laughs> to... You can do the one where uh, I was gonna say where Troy is a Romulan. Like, oh yeah, like the cross cultural yeah, collection. Yeah, you could do like. There's the one where uh, Kirk dresses up like a Romulan to infiltrate that Romulan yeah, base. Yeah, there's tons of them. And of course, there's the one where um, Spock and Picard mm-hmm. are Romulans. Yeah, there's that one. The two parter. Yeah. Did we already do that? No, I feel like we didn't. Every time I'm looking through collections now, I'm like, wait, did we already do that? <laughs> yeah, it's hard because, like, we talk about things and, like, it's not on the show. <laughs> no, we've gone yeah. to every se- series except Enterprise and also to Enterprise other yeah. episodes this time. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Our brains are, like, connect the dots. Yeah, it's just the way it is here. You'll get used to it or not. <laughs> That's your problem. <laughs> That's a you problem, not a me problem. Uh, back on the Interpli- Enterprise, uh, Phlox is like examining the bomb because they think that like they really need to recheck the DNA results that they had. Yeah, and he figures out through like DNA recom- recombining that the telomeres, which mm-hmm. we all know what that is, from Tapal's DNA. We all took bio honors, right? They're too long to be a 32-year-old Vulcan. They're actually from a five-month-old T'Pau, which means that they're just using the DNA that's on record from when she was a baby. Yeah. 
I think that telomeres have something to do with like why animals only live a certain l- length of time too. I could be wrong about that, but I think you're right because they were talking about them sh- like. Well, I think fucking Trip says that he's like that's the reason why like animals age or whatever. Oh, that's does he? Oh. Age. Huh. Maybe I got Trip it. Trip knows that we should know. Yeah, right? if Trip knows <laughs> we should definitely know. That guy's a moron. Um, catfish. I love catfish. <laughs> <laughs> And he um, shoots his six gun and a pew, 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 pew. How did you get that on board the ship? I carry it in my in my butt pocket. I carry it in my secret pouch. And then he puts his finger to his lips. Shh winks. It's a secret. My secret pouch. <laughs> I'm from Florida. <laughs> I don't know if people from Florida sound like that. Uh, my dad moved there and turned into a nutcase, so. Yeah, turned into. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was a slight nudge, but you know, um, <laughs> it's they find they find a video recording or a hollow video recording. Oh shit! From the embassy that happens right before the bomb explodes. Yeah, which you would think, like in the future, like I mean, God knows, like how many fucking cameras are in places now, man. You know, yeah, there's one, and it's pointed at the back of newcomers' heads. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's not very useful. No, yeah, the guard's still there, still the same guy, right? Cool. This is like 04, so like one camera being was like enough, right? Like, oh, they they can't identify the suspect, but it turns out the guard is recognizes who it is and is also in sick bay, yeah, which I don't remember them saying before. Uh, is this the first time in the episode they mention that because they say it like they've said it before. Well, there's they they say that the guards are alive. Like some of the guards are alive still, but they're in comas and shit. I don't. Well, they like mind meld with them. I don't remember. Well, yeah, I, it doesn't happen just yet. How do they? I, I don't remember. Do they say that they? Man, I forget. I forget this part. Um, but like it's it's quite a coincidence that yeah. the the guy survived, but he's in a coma. Which like normally, what the hell are you gonna do with that, right? Right. How does how do a, they unless you got a really dope Vulcan that knows twentieth century shit really good on your team? <laughs> what are you gonna do, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, back on Vulcan, the Salat gets driven away by a, another Vulcan who like has the ability to use a Salat call perfectly, which is super impressive. It's like <laughs> it's like this weird sound. Did I do you it just right? Played the sound by it sounded exactly like it. You're pretty much this guy. <laughs> It was like some strange ass like scream. Um, his name is Arev. Yeah, and um, he's like, "What the hell are you doing here? You're a human. Like humans don't come here." Yeah, and Archie's like, "Oh, I'm on a pilgrimage to learn about Surak and the teachings of logic." And uh-huh. Arev's like, "Okay, sounds fake, but all right." <laughs> <laughs> That's bullshit, but I believe it. Yeah, we're gonna soon keep going, I guess. Let's move on. <laughs> but he tells him like he shouldn't come because the forge is gonna kill him because yeah. he's just a sh- he's a shitty human. Yeah, right? like what's he gonna do? Humans need like water. Vulcans need like no water. Yeah, they only have to take a drink of water every two days. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Humans gotta take a drink of water like, like every two steps. Every two minutes, you need to drink water if you're in the desert. Yeah. Um. A rev starts like quizzing him. He's like, "All right, quiz bowl time." Uh, it just asks him these questions about. Uh, they're they're obviously like Cyrenite questions. To Paul comes to the conclusion. Yeah, 
but um, Archer doesn't know anything about Spock's like, teachings. He's like, who said... Uh, it's like the, the, the Spock test with the machine, right? But it's like, yeah. I, I read this Who said that uh, whatever, whatever, infinite combinations? And uh, Archer's like, I don't know, Yogi Berra? <laughs> He's like, I know uh, Newton's first law that's of conservation. What, that's that's probably the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so he didn't believe that shit, right? Yeah. Uh, but before he can really do anything about it, a sandfire storm happens. But what a dope name. Uh, sounds awesome. Like, wouldn't want to be in it, though. It's like a tornado that shoots lightning out of it. No thanks. No thank you That's a double that. no thanks for me. That's terrifying. Uh, back, up, back up on the Enterprise, uh, our true heroes, Tucker and Phlox, <laughs> are talking to Saval, and they're like, we need somebody who can mind meld with this uh, guard, because he knows who it is. Yeah. And Saval's like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm not getting brain aids from this dude. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to stand here while this abomination happens in front of me. <laughs> and Tucker's like, well, wait. Uh, we have DNA evidence that says T'Pol didn't plot the bo- plant the bomb. It was yeah. all, like, faked. Yeah. And Flox is like, it is true. And before even checking, Saval's like, then I'll do the mind meld. He's just horny to mind meld, dude. He just had to be like, I don't think I want to. I don't think I want a mind meld, but I I've think, had a couple drinks, so I guess I would. <laughs> I think feet are gross. I definitely wouldn't lick one. Oh my god! And then, and then someone had like, to take it there, didn't you? And then someone's like, Flox is like, in my culture, licking feet, and he's like, I'll do it. He's he's real horny for the mind meld. It's true. Um, but like everybody's shocked because oh my god the ambassador is gonna do brain yeah. sex with this guy because he says he can do it which like is like oh man because you You're think you're supposed this to be point, able to yeah like only like a small like, that's the thing only a small percentage of people can do it right this is like the same thing from DS9 with the trill the big like reveal yeah, yeah. anyway I won't get into it um back in the hellhole in Vulcan the um Archer to Paul and Arev like jump into a cave and yeah. seal that shit up with big foam boulders, big old foamy rocks that apparently insulate from electricity. I guess it yeah. would, but also, would it? why does Arev need their help to move those rocks? He's like three fucking times stronger than Archer is, and he's like, "Help me move this rock." I guess he just figures like you're here, might as well be useful. Yeah. I don't know. Please do something. Might as well get this guy shot with lightning. Wait. A rep should have been picking that rock up like you pick your backpack up. Like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a lot of writers forget Vulcans are supposed to be super fucking strong. Yeah, like, I would play more into that normal. Like, it, it would be really cool if you had, like, an eye for detail. Like, that's a director's fault, though. Like, yeah, the director. I mean, it's, it's like a... It's it, maybe it's like a they're too overpowered type of thing because they can like pinch you and knock you out, but, but they are also real strong. But there's a cool way to do it where it's like just like like archers like having a hard time picking up big rocks and yeah. air revs like not really having that hard. Like, that's fine. Well, that's like uh, like honestly, if in real life, if you divulge yourself of all of your emotions, you gain super strength. Yeah, so. that's how you become a superhero. If you have no emotions, then you can lift rocks real good. Yeah. Or like Dr. Manhattan, you just, like, teleport the rock. Yeah, depending on how much no emotions you have. That guy if doesn't you have, care about anything. 
If you have negative five million emotion, yeah. then you can teleport through time and remake space. You just make a duplicate of yourself to fuck your girlfriend while you're doing math problems or whatever. Yeah, and she doesn't care for that. She's not big into it, but you are. Yeah. Why doesn't she want to help you out? <laughs> like He's like, what's the problem? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> He's like, look, I'm trying to solve math over here. Can you just fucking have sex with my emotionless duplicate real quick? <laughs> I guess it's him, right? She like, yeah. looks at it weirdly. Like, she doesn't... I guess, like, it's not fair to say that, but, like... It's strange. It's like a weird, it's weird. situation but it's still to him. Be. It's still fu- It's him, right? Like, It's still him, but also, like... What what do you do in that situation? Like, like you're, yeah. you're having sex with somebody and then other hands come on you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? Just go with it, man. <laughs> the uh, I know you'd be into it. Yeah. If you Dr. Manhattan rail me. I'd be like, anyway, oh uh, no, more blue hands? Hope there's no blue feet soon. Uh, we're learning a lot about Josh Henderson I actually in this don't. episode. I actually don't. I don't hate feet, but I'm not like sexually attracted I to feet. I don't find... Fe- I find some feet disgusting. I'm not going to lie to There's you. people who just think all feet are gross. I'm not one of those people. I don't know. Yeah. Really. They're all right, whatever. It's, they're just parts of your body. They don't Everything. make my pee-pee hard or anything, no, no, but they're no. whatever. They don't make my pee-pee hard yet. That's how I describe things to my doctor. Doctor, that does not make my pee-pee hard. All right, and he checks off pee-pee, not hard. <laughs> Good to know. Is this a recurring problem? Wait, that's not what wait, I wait, meant. Wait, 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 Here's some free samples of this blue thing. <laughs> blue hands? <laughs> blue hands? Blue feet? Um, to Paul... Wow. To Paul... <laughs> So Paul's itic is like hanging hanging out, so a rev sees it and he's mm. like, Oh, you must like I know who you are now. You must be Captain Archer who fucking yeah. destroyed the sanctuary on Pajem. And yeah. he's like, We gonna have a problem. Yeah, it gets real gangstery, yeah. He like stands up like yeah. posture hard. Like, we're this gonna dude. have a fucking problem. Like yeah. a rev would like knock his head off with a single punch. Yeah, dude's been walking the desert all day. He's going to fight a Vulcan. Like, what are you, crazy? <laughs> but uh, he, Arev's like, nah, you guys are dope as fuck. Yeah, he's like, I'm you... definitely going to take you to the Takarath Tekir- the sanctuary <laughs> when the storm is over. He's like, you guys fucking fucked that place up real good. I thought it was funny as shit, so you're in. He also, like, he does a little bit of, like, non-Vulcan shit, which I didn't... I, didn't, I don't know... What that's about? He reminds me still super Vulcany. Yeah, he reminds me of. Well, I mean, I guess I, I don't know. I guess it's, they're just kind of like on edge a little bit because they're getting hunted to death. I don't know. He he. Yeah, I knew who you were gonna say. Yeah, he, he reminds you of Spock's, Spock's brother. brother. Yes, that's who he, they they like. Kind of like Cyborg. Cyborg. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name for a minute. Yeah, yeah, Cyborg. Because he laughs. Yeah. He goes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, maybe he's just desert crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I guess, like, Vulcans have emotions. Right. It's just that they suppress them all the time. Right. Which, uh, for humans, is super unhealthy, but apparently for Vulcans, is A-okay. I guess, like, yeah. I I guess, like, if you're, like, a cool hippie Vulcan, you occasionally laugh. Like, like, chortle a bit. (laughs) Sensibly chortle. <laughs> you get your little sensible yeah. chuckles. That's in, like right? as like as like radical as like hippie Vulcans get. They go <laughs> every now and then. I do really like that a rev has the Spock getting his trying to go through Colinar haircut. Yeah, he's the, like, got the Vulcan mullet. Yeah, that 
<laughs> the Vulcan mullet. I love yeah. the Vulcan mullet. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to anybody. There's a haircut in Elder Scrolls that looks exactly like that. And I'm always oh, like, Oh, that's perfect. I'm always like, Man, this is a fucking mullet right here. <laughs> oh, but uh, T'Pol's mom is hiding in the Takara sanctuary with the Sirenites. Is why that's yeah. important. Yeah, because he says, I, You're Captain Archer and you must be uh, T'Pol because she serves on a human starship. So he puts it together. Uh, Archer finally gets some answers out of him, uh, or a Rev finally gets some answers out of Archer anyway, when he explains that the High Command thinks the Cyranites mm-hmm. are, have, um, like, been involved. Yeah. And a Rev is like, nah, dude, we have Surox Katra. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Archer's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I love that, like... <laughs> It's like this whole scene is like listening to your grandpa with your like super atheist friend with you, because <laughs> like he's explaining his beliefs and to Paul just keeps rolling her eyes and like looking at it. Yeah. So it's interesting that they went with. Uh, I'm just gonna skip ahead <laughs> a little bit. Wait, now well, let's take a break first. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Right. We'll, we'll get a new one after the break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take a quick break, and then Josh is gonna say "fuck you" to all of you and skip ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages. After the Over the years, you've watched them grow, but it's time for a Save by the Bell graduation. This is our last night together. But wait, look who's going to college. The Three Musketeers back together again. It's your first chance to see the new kids on campus. I would have known college was this good. I would have skipped high school. In the world premiere of Save by the Bell's primetime special, NBC Saturday at 8, 7 Central. Back to the show. Welcome back from those messages, everybody. Uh, hopefully that was the Care Bears, or else Josh might be fired. I have, like, a ton of old commercials, and I don't... I can't look through them to find a specific one. They're all on, like, one track. So you just pick one. And so I just go to the next one, unless I don't like it, unless it's something stupid. It's probably not Care Bears, then. There would be no way the stars would align on that shit, right? <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes I look for the things that we talk about, so maybe I'll look for Care Bears. You, neither of us is going to remember that we talked about Care Bears. This I remember. <laughs> I remember everything that happens, always. Okay, what's my middle name? I have, like, name? eidetic memory of the show. <laughs> what's my middle name, Josh? Uh, Winston. Uh, close enough. Um, <laughs> it's not. My middle initial's M. <laughs> Mike. Mike Winston. Yeah, Mike Winston. It's me. Yeah. Um, so where were you going to jump ahead? You were going to hop ahead a little bit. Um, I was gonna jump ahead to, uh, where was I gonna jump ahead to? Man, I, like, forget now. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh, I know what I was gonna say. Okay, yeah, okay, I got it. Um, I think it's interesting that Archer gets the Katra and not to Paul. Oh, yeah, that happens, like, right after the next scene. So, yeah, you're yeah. not jumping ahead too far. Okay, okay. I, was, I, don't, I didn't remember if there was another scene on the ship or not. There is. Okay. But uh, we'll get we'll circle around back to it. Yeah. yeah like, T'Pol gets, like, hammerjacked by lightning, and she's out cold, right? Yeah. Because lightning fires through the rocks. Because it, it wants to kill them, is what I'm getting. Like, the, the lightning wants to kill them real bad. Apparently, this is, like, 
a Category 5 lightning storm, sand yeah. lightning storm. I don't know. It got rough in there for our heroes. Yeah. And T'Pol gets, like, slapped by the tar monster that is lightning. And she's out mm. cold. And uh, Archer isn't. A Rev gets struck by lightning as well, but he's like... Yeah, he gets more fucked up from it. He's like dying from it. So he yeah. he gives the Katra to the only person in the room who's close enough for him to reach. Right. And it just happens to be Archer, which is wild. And he, me- he melds it into his brain. Could you imagine how badly that would affect like Orthodox Vulcan society to learn that like their savior's soul was put inside of a filthy humi? I think it's cool that it it works out this way, but I also think it would be cool if T'Pol got it. Because T'Pol is like so like this is bullshit. Like she's like this all this shit is bullshit. Like you said, this is like your atheist friend, right? Yeah, she's rolling her eyes yeah. and like looking at him and like being like, "Can you believe this shit?" Yeah. you know? Yeah. I think it would work either way. And also there's the whole like mother, her mother is one. She doesn't see eye to eye with her about many different things. Yeah. It's, there's a little bit of teenage rebellion still in her. Yeah. Yeah. She's like 30. What is she? 63. So in Vulcan years, it's like 28. Pretty much. She's (laughs) Vulcan rebellion has to be like wild, right? Like it's like we, it's like Spock did Vulcan rebellion where they were like, we want you to go to the science Academy. And he's like, no, I will be a great science officer of the the Federation. I'm going to be join the Federation. And they're like, the Federation that is slightly less logical than what we said. Slightly less, uh, (laughs) uh, like renown than the thing we want you to do. Right. We will have to disown you for this. I understand. <laughs> I completely understand. <laughs> Live uh, long and prosper. On the Enterprise, though, is when um, uh, Flock's trip and Soval like meet with uh, the head of the high command and the security guy. Yeah, Stell. Stell. And they're like, uh, well, if it's not T'Pol, then who is it? And Saval says that it's you, Stell. Yes. And they try and skirt around the truth a little bit. They're like, yeah, we yeah. have an eyewitness who identified him. And they're like, well, let me talk to him. Uh, no. He's he's in the bathroom. <laughs> he got real bad tummy troubles. He can't yeah. come out and talk to you for a long time. They yeah they they're like he's in a coma and and uh and administrator what's his name is like uh wait what <laughs> how the fuck do you know you they're know like, oh, well Trip is asshole he's just like oh we yeah. did a mind meld and everybody right. and everybody's like, what the fuck Stell pukes he's like <laughs> oh it's horrible and uh, Saval admits he's the one who did it and he's like yeah I did it fucking fire me bitch and he's they're like. Okay, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you're going to have to come before the high command and account for your actions, which is like the Vulcan equivalent of, we're going to kill you for this. Yeah. We're going yeah. to kill you to death. Yep. Um, and so Vol, like, he's like, I'm going to turn myself in to the Vulcan high command. Mm-hmm. And Tucker's like, but like, wait a second. Like, what if they're all in on it? And Saval just kind of like, what I took for him being like, well, I have to do this. Right. And he gets in the thing to beam out. Tucker takes it as, you don't trust humans. Right. Which I felt was a weird little leap. Yeah, Tucker's sort of like, again, he he's he's not the greatest, like, in charge guy. And they kind of, like, 
they kind of play with that in the whole series where like there's times where he's in charge and everyone's just sort of like yo you're being like a real dummy yeah why are you so <laughs> bad at this yeah like you, you shouldn't be like a commander probably right like uh yeah if it were archer there like it, like i think it would have gone better and it's a nice moment because like like uh saval's like doing the right thing like he's speaking out against the wrong right yeah, he's which standing is, up against he's standing yeah. truth to power right like he's, right which he's, is exactly what's happening like now in our world right oh, yeah. like there's few people it's the star trek thing right like a very few people courageous people stood up and changed things and that's what's happening right now in the show yeah we've right? got we're th- i'm thankful that we have some real savals Amongst our people yeah. today. Maybe not enough, but there's some, right? Yeah. Um, he just says, peace and long life. Yeah. And he, he's... and Which is, like, a sign of respect. Right. And Vulcans. They don't and, say it to just anybody. Right. It's an, it's a, it, it's like a farewell. Like, a meaningful farewell, right? It's like, it's like a true wish. Like, uh, yeah. maybe Spock is the one who talks about this. Or maybe Tuvok, I forget. Where they talk about, like... Live long and prosper isn't like see you later. Right. It's, it's like I hope that if I right. never get the chance to see you again, that you live a long, fulfilling, and happy right. life full of nothing but good times. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. quite a sign off. <laughs> yeah, it's about as emotional as Vulcans get, right? Yeah. Which is pretty. Once you crack like through that Vulcan exterior, like. You're in, man. They're like loyal as shit to your ass, you know. It's true. They're it's like, like ride or die, baby. They're like softies as well. Like they yeah. they really want the best for everybody, and they'll yeah. do whatever's necessary to make certain it happens. Yep. Unless they're like a serial killer or a gun runner or something, <laughs> or a baseball player, um, <laughs> or obsessed with baseball. Um, Archer's like knocked out by the mind meld, so he's like, "Where's a rev?" And mm-hmm. a rev is dead. He's like covered up in a sheet they just happened to have. Yeah, I don't know if they like took his pants off and put it over his head. That's what <laughs> I thought they did. As a sign of respect. He won't need these pants in the afterlife where his Katra goes. Yeah, we'll put him over his head and just have his Kling- or his, I almost said Klingon dicks. His Vulcan dick just like hanging out. How many wieners do you think Vulcans have? One. It's just one, Jeff. Mm, we're not certain about that here on M-Class Somebody's podcast. gonna change it. Well, I am. I'm a scientist and I've studied them That's up true. close and personal. Ensign Henderson's head bobbers and hand jobbers. <laughs> um, they don't know about that conversation. That was off the air. <laughs> that was off the air. I'm doing a you. I'm doing like a callback to a joke that wasn't on the air. I love air. it. I love it. <laughs> if it wasn't you, I would have said it. Um, but like, apparently, he remembers a rev saying the Vulcan word for remember to him, but neither of them know what that means. Yeah, they're like, Later, he's like, I think he punched me. (laughs) Just like, what? To Paul, isn't even like, what? Why? She's just like, okay. I understand why somebody would want to punch Archer. I've been there. (laughs) But they they decide to go ahead and search for the sanctuary since that's where T'Pol's mom is at. Mm -hmm. And uh, but they bury Arev first, which I thought was a nice touch. Like, don't just leave his dead body in a cave. I mean, he's in a cave. He's kind of buried already. It's underground. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's a cave. It's buried. 
for some reason, Archer knows the way through the desert. Like, we as an audience are like, oh, he's got the Katra. Yeah, but, like, he just knows. He starts knowing things, right? He gets that, like, I have superpowers now. I guess the general audience wouldn't know about Katra. I mean, I think you could pick up what happened, right? He did something to him, you can I tell. Mean, but you're right, like, we know because we've seen Star Trek and we know what Yeah, we've seen is. Spock do this shit right. a couple times. Right, so we know. Um, But they find, they, like, walk towards this rock, and Archie's like, oh, it's here. And she's like, that's a rock. Yeah. And he just walks right through it, just like Jesus. <laughs> when Jesus walked through the rock. Yeah, when he walked through the the rock or moved it with his psychic powers or whatever. <laughs> he used his laser vision to shoot through the rock. <laughs> he uses mutant powers to move the rock. I don't um, know. Archer's like to Paul, don't resist. And she's like, what? Yeah. And then they get attacked by Vulcans. <laughs> yeah. To be continued. Uh Oh, what's going to happen to our hero, Surak? I mean, Archer. I mean, Archer. Will it all work out? I don't know. <laughs> I, Josh doesn't know. He definitely didn't watch the next episode. I watched this episode many times. I've seen this probably like ten times. This is a good episode. Like I really love yeah. anything that focuses on Vulcan culture. Like everybody knows I love them Vulcans. Yeah. I feel the same way with a lot of Star Trek races. They're like I really like Klingon episodes that talk mm-hmm. about like Klingon politics and their world. Oh stuff. no, I love I agree. I love when they get into the inner workings of these different species. I think it's great. Like and some of my favorite great. episodes are like that, like the reunification with the Romulans, yeah. seeing like what their planet is actually like. Yeah, they love soup, like all Vulcans and proto Vulcans. Yeah, and they're a big fan <laughs> of flavorless soup, just dishwater ass soup, being assholes to each other all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking pricks. Um, I just I wish we would have got something like that with Tellerites. Yeah, you only get a little bit of Tellarites in there. They would have had something. You know they would have. The Tellarites are, like... It would be tough to, like, make the Tellarites likable if you did, like, a whole thing about them because they're all just such assholes. No, here's what they would have done. They would have done, like, a buddy cop thing with Archer and, one and like, a Tellarite guy. Or, or maybe it would be Trip. It's always Trip, right? Trip gets put with yeah. these dudes. And they would have gone to Tellarite, and they would have been like, I hate you, I hate you. And then in the end, they would have like found some respect and actually yeah. liked each other. And the Tellarite would have, he would have been like, but you said you hate me. And the Tellarite <laughs> would be like, that's our way. That's how we do it. It actually means I love you. And then they, they would have kissed. And then yeah. they would have kissed, and he, the Tellarite would have made that noise that pigs make. <laughs> yeah, it would have been hot as fuck. And then uh, it would have made my pee-pee hard. That Doctor, that have. makes my PP hard. <laughs> All right, write that down. Doctor, that makes my PP hard. All right. All right, we're we're really working through something here now. We got something. Now we got a show. <laughs> now take those pants off. Um, that's normal, right? That's what a doctor does. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> um, this episode, like like I said, like this episode is especially like really good to me because we're getting towards the like the finale of, like, the Vulcan storyline uh, yeah. Enterprise that's run through four seasons by this point. There's a lot of build-up. Yeah, I think, I think again, like, if you can take anything away from Enterprise, it's, like, this is chapter one of, like, the Federation starting Vulcans, right? And, like, mm-hmm. this is how the Vulcans and humans sort of 
solidify themselves as like BFF star friends, right? Like they kind of like work through some shit, help each other, and then in the end, like you don't have to worry about the Vulcans anymore. Now we can move on. I think the plan of the show is now we can move on to Tellarites. They already did stuff with the Andorians. Yeah, they already they, did the Andorians. I feel like yeah. if they would have had more time, there would have been more Tellarite stuff. Yes, and and they, and there's an Andorian episode coming up. I think, yeah, coming up where they go to Andor and they like go in the ice and shit, and you can like see how they live and shit, which is cool. That's cool, dude. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen what Teller Prime was like, though. Like, how does a society yeah. function where everyone? is purposefully a dick to everyone else at all times. I just picture, like, there's just, like, ads everywhere. <laughs> like, Times Square, right? <laughs> but, like, just insulting ads. Just, I don't know. Are you a piece of shit? Of course you are. Of course you are. Clean up your disgusting body with Brownman soap. <laughs> I... No, they're good engineers, so maybe they live in like a clean. I mean, there's not. It's not like a mud everywhere. Right? They that do love like, mud baths. Though. They do love mud baths. Yeah. So they would definitely be like Tucker and him at the mud bath, and Tucker's all uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, that would definitely have happened. The <laughs> Vulcans are definitely like my favorite Star Trek species, and like, there's really, like Josh said, they become humans like BFFs. Like, there's. So, which is why I don't, like I've mentioned before, I don't care for like the animosity that exists in Deep Space Nine between right. everyone and Vulcans. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Because in like previous Star Trek shows and movies and stuff, like humans and Vulcans are the ones that are exchanging looks. Like, can you believe this motherfucker? Yeah, this When they're looking crazy. at other aliens. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's up with this dude? Like, so at Starfleet Academy, like there's these, this statue of like four pillars, right? And they're like kind of in a square. And, like, each pillar represents the four founding races, societies. Mm-hmm. And, like, at this point, the one, there's one pillar. It's humans, right? They're kind of holding it together. Like, they're juggling the Andorians. They're juggling the Vulcans. Like, they're trying to keep shit going. But after this... We're trying this, to stop wars. We're trying to, like, yeah. keep diplomatic relations yeah. open keep with the these peace. people who hate right. each other. Right. And after this series of episodes, there's two pillars. Like now, the Vulcans are in, right? They're they're full in after this. Now we gotta worry about the Andorians and Tellarites and the Romulans fucking everything up. True, <laughs> which and they do. Like, there's something so special about the originals of something. Like there's a reason why, like every so often, the X Men comics just are about the first five X Men. Yeah. Yeah. There's something special about that. There's something very special about the founders of the Federation. Yeah. That they came together because they shared these ideals right. and they created this thing that we all love. Right. There's a couple of moments like that in um like Endgame Avengers where like it's the th- the three or uh, the three main Avengers. Oh yeah. And you're like, "Okay, cool. Like these are the guys, right?" Yeah, like, we're these, back to like the right. basics, the originals right. here. They're fighting Thanos and you're like, "All right, this is this is great." Like, yeah. I agree. I think that it's cool. Like to like uh, Justice League was like that too. When they would Justice League Unlimited, like every now and then they would ha- go back to like an episode of like John or something, and you're like, oh, yeah. he's like one of the original guys. Cool, right? Oh, you yeah. know, like when big shit happened on Justice League Unlimited, like you'd yeah. have all like the bit players who were always in episodes, but then like the actual original Justice League would yeah. show up, and it's cool. It would be like this amazing moment. Yeah. It's, there's there's something to be said for originals. 
yeah. in anything. The starting, the starting, uh, the founding bros or hoes, starting bros like, and hoes, like the, <laughs> like the founding Trek boys of yeah. M class. Yeah, we've, those we've guys cre- are the best. We've created a weird society. We have a spinoff. So yeah, it's weird. <laughs> There's a I. I don't. We've mentioned it before. To Pawn's Theater on Subspace, like the radio drama. That I got my exists. shirt. I did too. What, I didn't, what color yeah. is your shirt? Purple. Ah, uh, mine's purple too. I think we got special ones because most other people seem to get black. Oh, sweet. That's pretty. I might get a dope. black one too. I like black. I like the purple one. It's like really fucking cool. It's like purple yeah. enough that even I immediately knew it was purple. I was like, oh, oh shit, that's right. This you cool can like fuck. see purple. I can. Like I'm not. I'm not really that colorblind. That's why, like, I'm not the type of dude that complains about it, because, like, I, it's not really that much of a problem for me. <laughs> yeah. I I, I, I hear you. <laughs> like, uh, if I was, like, red-green colorblind, that has to fucking blow. That sucks, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a bad thing. But, one. like, I'm, like, a little blue-purple colorblind, yeah. so... Um, which is usually just breaks down to somebody being like, no, that's purple. That's actually oh, okay. purple. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Looks blue. Ah, it's purple. <laughs> it's purple. So, like, I've sort of trained myself to, like, look for the, like, redness in, in the yeah. color. Did I ever tell you about the time we were at uh, work at the college we worked at? And we had one of those colorblind tests, like, up a page that was, like, a colorblind test. And it said funny shit, like, you suck or eat a dick or whatever. You know, you know the colorblind test I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a name. I don't know the name of it. And uh, this kid comes up, and he's like, what are you guys looking at? And we're like, ah, oh, just this colorblind test. And he's like, what's that? <laughs> what's a colorblind test? Yeah, and I was like, well, look at this. Like, it says stuff in it. He's like, I don't see anything. And we were like, bro, you're fucking colorblind. Yeah, that's how I found out I was colorblind, actually. Like, these dudes yeah. were, like, uh, looking at these colorblind tests, and they were like, well, I can't see this one. And the other guy was like, I can. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can't see it. And they were like, what about this one? Yeah. Not really. What about this one? No. No. <laughs> and they were like, uh, can you see, like, an outline of something? And I'm like, I can kind of see the outline of a three. And they're like, oh, you're, like, a little bit colorblind then. Yeah. And it's I was weird. like, well, that fucking sucks for an artist, but all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> Note to self, don't point out what colors I'm using. Got it. Because it could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't say anything about the colors of anything I do. Yeah. Just a good way to get around it. Yep. You guys can tell me what colors they are. Yeah, what color do you think it is? Uh, fucking Van Gogh was colorblind, so... <laughs> fucking Van Gogh was also half deaf. Well, he did that to himself. <laughs> also, I think he probably still had a hear out of his ear hole. He, uh, he, he went a little crazy as time went on. It happens when you live in a society that you can just, like, take mercury and it's totally fine. Well, that's probably, like, when he first started showing the symptoms of, like, I think he had bipolar disorder. Yeah. They were probably like, here, drink this mercury. I don't make yeah. you better. Drink this liquid mercury. It'll fix you. Or fucking make you insane. <laughs> yeah. I More wonder which insane. one it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, I wonder which one happened to that guy. I don't know. Oh, it turns out that uh, the Reeves-Stevens writing couple uh, wrote, like, a shit ton of Star Trek books as well. Oh, that's awesome. We should read one at some point. We should. They wrote um, uh, Federation, Prime Directive, Memory Prime, Star Trek Deep Space Nine Millennium, the whole three series. 
uh, The Ashes of Eden, The Return, Avenger, Spectre, Dark Victory. Are these Batman comics? A lot, right? <laughs> uh, Captain's Peril, Captain's Blood, Captain's Glory, Captain's Academy. Jesus Captain's... Christ. Okay, The Lives of Dax sounds pretty good. Let me That's click cool. On that. We get to read about her fucking bones. Hell yeah. I'll read the shit out of that. It's a pocket Deep Space Nine short story anthology. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> well, I guess I'll have to learn how to read again so we can read these. One of these days, I'll sit down and teach you your ABCs again. A, B, C, D. That's all I know. E. E. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, t- I'll teach you one letter a day. We'll work okay. our way through. F F is next. I mean, I don't know what's next. Oh shit! Well, he knows. F. You know F. You use F all the time. I don't know where it goes in the l- order, though. The order is like arbitrary. Yeah, it who is. decided it's, on that shit? It's completely arbitrary. Well, I guess it evolved from like uh, Latin, probably right. Yeah, it like it sounds okay in a song, I guess. That's the only way I know is if I sing the song in my head. But you can do like B C F G H R K Q S T X Z H B. Yeah, it, it all fits yeah. in the song. <laughs> yeah. Because um, they're all one syllable. Because they're just one letter. <laughs> here's a W couple. is two. W. Three. It's three. Uh, there is a um, a discrepancy in this episode that I found strange. What? Damn. Um, <laughs> no one will speak ill of my favorite episode. The uh, episode starts with Admiral Forrest's personal log, right? Yes. And then uh, in after the like explosion and everything, uh, Archer gives a captain's log, but it's supplemental. Like He's the one who yeah. gave the first log. He's adding on to it. That's all that means. It's just a supplement uh, to the log. So he's supplementing someone else's log. Yeah, you can do that. Damn, I didn't know you could... Jump Fuck on yeah. somebody's log like that in yeah, Starfleet. You can just—it's just, called a—it's called a feature, like fe- featuring Nicki Minaj, it's featuring Captain featuring Archer. Featuring Archer. <laughs> yeah. It's like a remix. Um, <laughs> this episode marks the death of Maxwell Forrest, who dies off-screen. His death is not apparent until Archer's log entry. Yeah, but he saves a guy, which is cool, I guess. <laughs> And uh, Josh covered my um, fun fact of the week. What? I did? Yeah, you already covered it. It's a Rev's questions to Archer are from Star Trek IV, The Voyage. I Home. knew it. I knew that one. Yes. Uh, the the question is, who said logic is the cement of our civilization with yeah. which we ascend from chaos using reason as our guide? Yeah. Uh, the answer is to Plana Hoth, matron of Vulcan philosophy. There you go. And the second question, what is Kiri Kintha's first law of metaphysics? And nothing unreal exists. Exists. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, which is like... It's a great answer. (laughs) It's like so fucking Vulcan, right? It is. You gotta get the basics out of the way first. It's so like, like, in in this show where, like, they time travel and they're like, time travel isn't real. And the humans are like, bro... I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> like I just fucking did it. Yeah, that was my John Larroquette fun fact of the week. You were you were well on that before. Oh me, yeah, I knew that one because it has like a, a a cadence to it in the movie, and it's like it burned in my brain. Such a it's such a good movie. I love that movie. God damn, that movie's great. 
Somebody gave me a fuck Mary kill for six, four, and two. Oh, that was so ungodly difficult for me. And oh, I, I decided to marry six, fuck four, and I I killed two, which was I would super hard decision for me. Oh, that's so hard. I don't think I could do it because I wouldn't want to kill one of them. Fucking two would probably be a hot night. That'd be like it's true. That'd be like a like all night sex right there, right? All night long. All night. All night. <laughs> uh, I, I only chose to kill two because it's like, yeah. it's the one that everyone says is the best one. It's honestly, in my opinion, it's the lesser of those three. Yeah, I think, like, I I think four and six are. I love that movie a ton. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot. This is nothing against anybody who has that as their favorite Star right. Trek it's movie. It's a great there, fucking There's movie. like a billion reasons why it could be your favorite, yeah. and I love it. Yeah. But it's it has a lot more easily digested storyline yes. than the other two movies. Like, there's a clear-cut villain. Right. It's a revenge story. Like, Kirk's yeah. got to stop this guy from getting his horrible revenge. Mm-hmm. And uh, what they do with it is what, like... Like makes it ascend as a story and works right, right. How they present that it's like a yeah, like four and six are much like four is like a wild idea. Like how do you get that approved? It's such a strange idea. It's great. I love it. I love that movie. I love it because it's so wild and weird and fun. It uses everyone well. Like everyone has their moment. It's cool. It's done well. And six, six is incredible. Six is TNG like yeah. 1.0. Yeah, six is is uh, underrated as fuck in it my is. opinion. Like if there's one of the Star Trek movies that encapsulates what it means to be Star Trek, to me, it's six. Yeah. The crazy thing about Star Trek in the films is like, in the original films anyway, like, like it ends on such a high note. Like, what franchise ever does that? None. Well, they seem to know that that was the last movie. Yeah, they know as yeah. well. Yeah, which is good. <laughs> yeah, to they, know when you're done. Like my one of my favorite moments in Star Trek history is in Star Trek Six when Kirk realizes that he's being a racist. Yeah, he says like maybe we've gotten too old. Maybe the future belongs yeah. in someone else's hands who'll yeah. treat it better. Man, if only that were the sentiment now. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, right? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's it's like a beautiful film. It's entirely yeah. about, like... Because Klingons, up until this point, have been these, like, one-dimensional villains that... Yeah. They only... Well, honestly, you can't even say that, because... Almost every Klingon story in Star Trek the original series ends with the Klingon mostly befriending Kirk. Right. Or like understanding and like respecting Kirk right. and Starfleet for the first time. Yeah. The groundwork is being laid, right? Oh yeah. And it's like it takes years though, is the thing. It's the perfect complement to Star Trek Three, which is like a lesser Star Trek movie, but like yeah. Kirk loses his son and he blames the Klingons. He he like he never gets to have that relationship with his son that he wanted because of them and like he really does internalize that hatred and just turn it outwards towards every Klingon indiscriminately. Yeah. Yeah, and it takes until that, six when he yeah. realizes what he's done. Yep. He has to punch God with a photon torpedo. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's ready to take on his inner demons. 
You don't ask the Almighty for his ID. <laughs> It's such a great line and such a terrible movie. <laughs> that movie is so bad. Like, I would kill five in an instant. Like, yeah, five would die immediately. Spock does Vulcan nerve pinch a horse, though. That's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> is there a fan dance, or is that four? Not six, right? The, uh, she does think, the fan dance. I think the fan dance is five. That's five, yeah. Because yeah, they're yeah, trying yeah. to get into paradise. That's right. They're bar- trying paradise to get city, into yeah. paradise city where the, the grass, grass is, is green, green and the girls are pretty. The girls have titties. The girls have three titties. Three titties. <laughs> did we do this already? <laughs> you did it already. All right, I'm, cool. I'm quoting right. your joke. Sweet. I'm funny. <laughs> Anybody who <laughs> listens to M Class email knows that I really try my damnedest to credit people for their things and not take credit for it. That's why we have a million segments by this person's yeah. segment. Without them, we wouldn't. We would just be reading emails. Who wants to read that? Not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to us ramble about our absolute favorite thing in the world. Star Trek! Star Trek! (laughs) And if you'd like to be a part of it along with us, then you can send us in an email for our other internet program at mclassemail at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. Motherfucking do it! But more importantly... (laughs) Okay. You can head over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast if you'd like to support what we do, where for as little as $1 a month, you can vote on collections, get wallpapers, get access to the Discord, get podcasts that come out like for other people earlier who give us more money, but for only a dollar, you still get it eventually. Yeah, man. <laughs> do it. Patreon.com. It's just a dollar, you know? It really helps out. And uh, another thing that helps out, too, is... Uh, yeah, just rate us like rate us like whatever you oh know? yeah like we haven't had a rating on iTunes in like a really yeah. long time so if you guys want to rate us on there give us a little write up that'd be really yeah, that would helps. help us out a ton are we on Spotify or no we are not on Spotify I have no idea how to do that I don't either <laughs> it took me long enough to figure out how to put a podcast on iTunes <laughs> there's gotta be a way to do it I, I don't think you need a special thing cause you can just make whatever Right? Yeah, I'll look into it. Like, we'll, we'll figure it out. It'll get Honestly, there. like, I would rather have it on Spotify than YouTube. Like, YouTube yeah. takes so much. Like, I have to no, not it's horrible Because I can't use my computer when it's, like, uh, rendering the video out, even though yeah, it's no, an image. It takes forever. Yeah. So I can't use my computer for, like, an hour and a half. And then when I upload it, I can't use the internet on my yeah, computer Yeah, maybe we'll switch to Spotify or something. <laughs> Honestly. So I might do that. Like, YouTube has also taken up to, like, eating my video when it's completely uploaded. Like, two and a half hours of uploading. And it just breaks. Yeah. Because YouTube fucking sucks. That's what it did to me today. There's no M-Class email episode 50 on YouTube right now. Because it ate it. After three, two and a half, three hours of uploading uh, it. Yeah, it's infuriating. It's fucking infuriating. Ugh. Yeah. I was so mad, dude. Anyway... (laughs) <laughs> so rate us on iTunes. We'll try. We'll see about getting up on Spotify. That sounds fun. Yeah. And uh, become our patron for as little as a dollar a month at Patreon.com/slash/mclasspodcast. One doll hair. Uh, I'd also like to give a special thanks to Vitizen for the use of his track "Outer Space Race" for our it's theme song. Dope. Super dope. He's on Spotify. He is on Spotify. I I forget what his name on Spotify is though. Vitizen. 
but you can find him on Twitter at underscore Vitizen underscore. Thanks again, buddy. It's just Vitizen with a capital Z. Yeah, Vitizen. Check him out on Spotify. Go to his band camp as well. I'm sure there's a link on his Twitter. Like You can purchase his music directly, including our uh, theme song. Yeah, it's up on Spotify. I play it a bunch, and I'm like, I love this song. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll be back in two weeks with more M-Class goodness. Bye, bye. suckers. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. I'm mentally ill.